0: We're officially live, episode number seventy-four. I'm still are we live or no? Okay, we are live. Episode right. seventy-four with Tom and Adam, and we took a break last Thursday. Mm-hmm. I was out of town. I was in Aruba, but it's good to be uh, back. Aruba. It's good to be around look everybody. Good. You look good. Yeah, we had a good time. It was a, a see, good it's casual
1: Tuesday for you today. It is.
0: I intentionally wanted to make you guys look good because I'm that's called leadership. Good. I wanted you to look good with yes. your new white shirt that you yeah. got on. It's a. It's. It's. it's a, is it a Tom Ford or is it a Tom Chevy? <laughs>
1: Ford versus Ferrari. This is all I It's got. a Tom this Ferrari. A Ford. Tom I say look, look
0: he's looking Wall Street, isn't yeah. he?
1: That's yeah. the, the look he's good. going for. Yeah. That's the look he's Hopefully going for. Hopefully not Wolf of Wall Street. You know how I feel about That's that That's
0: the direction he's going for. By the way, we have a lot of stories today. A lot of stories. First of all, Conor McGregor versus uh, Poitier, which was a very, very interesting fight. We'll have to cover that, and yeah. I have to tell you a story about the best card of Connor I just bought. It's a PSA ten gem mint,
1: Show that to the uh, and autograph
0: right ten. It's his rookie card. I don't know if you guys can see it or not, yeah. and zoom in on it if you can.
2: Yeah.
0: That's his card, and. Uh, I'm I'm still in the mindset of buy and hold with Connor. I think Connor's yeah. got a big. Can you see it or no? Did you go on it? Oh, when I Hi. saw it,
2: I didn't even recognize him because
0: yeah, he actually that's that's looks like a was. fighter there. Yeah, yeah, he does. He today he looks like a billionaire. It's a, it's a <laughs> different look he's got. So, when you
1: say buy and hold, you still think what? You're about to say you still think oh, he's got this, what? This guy's upside. The only thing I
0: don't like he does, is when he crosses the line and goes after wife and spouse and. Religion. religion and that's when you do that yeah. stuff your 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 market value doesn't go up it goes down it, it's not a good look
2: do, do you think he does that because he thinks he's teflon or is that who he is uh, because that that's a that's, a he, that's his card that's that cool. he goes to yeah that's a good we'll question get into it. We'll, yeah. get we'll, get we'll get into get that in. zone. Tim, grover,
0: tim grover had a response uh, which which we'll get into uh, uh and i think everybody needs to we'll read that together do want you prepare that as well when we get into it just on your end prepare that Pentagon cancels a $10 billion contract uh, given to Microsoft over Amazon. Trump sues Facebook, Twitter, Google, claiming censorship. We'll cover that. Steve Ballmer officially becomes a ninth person to be a $100 billion man. I know you got opinions about that. Uh, Uh... Djokovic just wins Wimb- uh, Wimbledon and claims a record-tying 20th Grand Slam. You said USA, U.S. Open today said— uh,
2: No, you, you, U.S.A. Today claimed that he's the greatest tennis player of all time. Would you most... have something
0: to say about <laughs> yes. that? Yes! If you're watching yeah. this, maybe we'll cover with yeah. you as well. I want to know mm-hmm. what you think about it. And then he refused to, you know, uh, th- during the applause, they gave applause to the person that invented vaccine, and he asked him about it afterwards. I don't know if we were not going to cover it or not. Mm-hmm. We, may, we may, we may not. I know Adam doesn't have strong opinions, yeah. about, opinions about that. Black Widow snags $80 million from its theatrical debut, $60 million from Disney. That's a scary thing. Kai's, got, Kai's got strong, strong opinions VL. about that. Ashton right Kutcher there. said some stuff about China and TikTok. You definitely have to catch that one. And then you guys got opinions about the NBA stars. The, the game changing right now. Some NBA players are saying, I want to go back. I don't want to you know, go to the NBA. I'll stay yeah. in college. The college is 16, it's a different world. 16-year-old kid just signed a million-dollar contract with over, overtime elite. Uh, Jake Paul trolling Conor McGregor. He won't stop doing that. There was a certain bond between Bezos, Branson, Musk. Did you guys kind of sense yeah, that? Like yeah, they're yeah, working yeah, as a team? Yeah. I thought that competitive edge was kind of gone. Rogan getting a little bit more hate from Spotify employees. Andy Jazzy's first email to its employees as Amazon CEO is a masterclass to memo writing. Warren Buffett allowed Dominique Sue to shadow him for several weeks. The NFL star shared his three key takeaways. We'll cover that yeah. as well. And then U.S. mercenaries who assassinated former president of Haiti claimed that they were hired as translators and plot to arrest president. I have some data on this, which will go a little bit down the rabbit hole. I don't even know if we should or we not. We shouldn't. Kai sent a link. I may forward it to you. And Larry Kudlow said something about red states and blue states. And last but not least, what's going on with Cuba right now, which is absolutely mm-hmm. a, a disaster. But at the same time, it's a good thing to see the people fighting. Mm -hmm. Against the regime, Uh, I retweeted something AOC said yesterday with a comment she made. I wasn't happy about what she said, but we'll talk about that. So having said that, we got a lot to cover here. By the way, just an FYI, if anybody is from Cuba, if anybody lived in Cuba, if anybody can tell us what it's like to be under that communistic regime of Cuba so the rest of us can get an idea about what it looked like, I want you to give us an idea, and I'm talking about you lived there recently. I'm not talking... Forty years ago, I'm talking ten years ago, five years ago, fifteen have years told. ago. Give me a heads up. Send us a message people. here if you have. We'd love to address that with you. And uh, with that being said, uh, let's get right into it. So, okay, out of all the stories we got, I said we start off with a nice little story with Warren Buffett and Dominic uh, 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 Sue. How about we go into sure. that story? Okay, so Warren Buffett allows uh, Dominic Sue to shadow him for several weeks. The NFL star shared his three key takeaways. Let's go into what his key three takeaways were of spending time with. D-man, the D-myth, the, the legend. This is a business insider story. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneer player said every meeting was 100 times more valuable than an NBA. The football player took three key takeaways from the billionaire that have underpinned his approach to business and investing ever since. Those were to keep things simple. That's number one. Focus on passions and people. That's number two. And always read, learn, and remain curious about the world. Let me say that one more time. Keep things simple. Focus on passions and people. Always read, learn, and remain curious about the world. The six foot four, 305 pound lineman also joked about his stage arm wrestling matches with Buffett in recent years. No matter how many times we do it, I still can't beat him, he tweeted. Uh-huh. Must be all that Coca Cola. Sue said in January he tries to catch up with Buffett every quarter and he's gearing up for an investing career after he retires from football
2: and wants his mentor's advice. Thoughts? publicity stunt and it doesn't work for me okay really yeah, it, it's a duo publicity stunt i am so not interested in this and i'll tell you why okay and sue What's he known for? He's known for being probably the dirtiest NFL player of our Possibly, era. Possibly. Yeah. Okay, Top dirty minimum. Dirty. Yeah. Okay. Nasty. Like, he could have ended careers. He did not give a damn. He's stomping on people's sure. hands. And he, he was a very dirty player. Now, Warren Buffett is trying to rehabilitate his image. He's had a bad year, if you ask me. Every time, he's kind of a, a lot. I mean, he he's... Kind of getting branded as a guy that you'd be surprised if he can make his own oatmeal and get dressed in the morning, right? Ooh. He's he's in his 90s, so I think this is a, an opportunity that he was thinking to rehabilitate his image a little bit in the public eye. Um, and Sue went to the uni- University of Nebraska, so you're wondering where did this connection even come from? Mm. But why do we care that Indama and Sue wants to be an investor? How is he even – he's not even relevant as a football player anymore, let alone someone that's going to branch off and into the uh, investment world. I I think it was just – it was an elaborate attempt for both of these guys to grab some good publicity. And then if you look at this, I mean, Warren Buffett is a genius, okay? He's probably one of the sharpest people – Of the last hundred years. I mean, you don't accidentally do what he's done. He's unbelievable. But all this stuff that even his three key takeaways had no substance to him. They were so basic and and obvious. So I I don't think this helped either of them.
1: I think if you objectively look at it, you can kind of see through it. So I think if there's a publicity stunt that Warren Buffett wants to do, if that's what you're going with, you gotta pick someone better than Indominuk and Sue. Like that ain't exactly a headline. If you're saying Tom Brady, you know. Shadowed endowment uh, Warren Buffett for the last few years. That'd be like oh, holy shit. There's a story there. This is like all right. He's a football player. I get it. The Nebraska uh, um, connection right there. I, the 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 biggest thing here is like this happened in 2010. It was 11 years ago. So I was like, why the hell is this even a story? You hit the nail on the head. The Nebraska thing. He was one of the best players ever to come out of Nebraska. He is one of the dirtiest players in the NFL. I don't know what you know. Why he couldn't clean up his act there. What I will say is I know you're saying that I have that have that Warren Buffett's having a bad year. I know you made a fun that he can't make his own oatmeal. However, I think part of the problem with Warren Buffett is the the argument is that he might be a little out of touch these days with today's investor. Meaning a lot of young Gen Z millennials are all They'll about Bitcoin, they keep calling them out. Yeah, they they're all about the Bitcoin yeah. or the meme stuff. Even when I interviewed him, he, okay. he did not hold
0: back from calling him out. So
1: um you know, it's funny. A lot of that criticism came before the Bitcoin and crypto crash, you know, yeah. a few months ago because crypto has gone. And basically the specific happened.
0: argument is you, you haven't outperformed S&P 500 in the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. So it's not even a Bitcoin thing. Sure. Yeah. It's you haven't beaten S&P 500 in the last 15 years. But how does years? hanging with and Sue make you hip and no, relevant? No, it doesn't. I, mean, I, I, I yeah. think
1: it was a Nebraska connection. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think to wrap this all up, to, to tie it over to you, if you have the opportunity to shout a Warren Buffett, you go freaking do that. Boom, bottom line. I mean, so I think, look, to to get a little, you know, sportsy here, you know, a a large percentage of NFL players go straight up broke within three to five years of retirement. I think 50% of NBA players go broke within five years of retirement. So if this is what it takes to basically say, hey, look, I'm playing in the NFL, and I shadowed freaking Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time, arguably the greatest investor of all time, let me take some of these examples. Let me take some of these you know lessons. What I'm curious about Bring
0: it to the field what, bring what it has, to the players. What does Warren Buffett do for fun? Like, did he ever buy sports has, I, I think so he, he orders he ever, two like, Egg McMuffins instead of up, one. Can you pull Kai <laughs> pull? That's a pull <laughs> big day for big Warren day. What does Warren Buffett do for I fun? What does Warren Buffett do for? fun? I think
1: he actually has fun just doing do, investing. I think I know that's he does. his no, life. No,
0: I think he loves to get I don't he's think in. he's
1: like wakeboarding on the go
0: on here. Let's find out 20 go go on this. Warren Buffett's favorite
1: hobby if you go down there. Well, you saw one? Go back, go back, Kai, go back. Top thing. Warren Buffett's favorite hobby:
0: reading. While reading is Warren Buffett's approach to investing, it's a hobby that he genuinely enjoys. Okay, go back to the twenty-five things you did not know about Warren Buffett. Let's see what, if we first stock he bought, he was eleven. Keep going. Go up. Okay, first stock he bought, he was eleven years old. He made fifty-three thousand dollars by the age of sixteen. By the way, that's in a different era. <laughs> he was rejected by Harvard Business School. Interesting. Okay, keep going. Let's See what number four We're is. We're looking for fun. Here. Kai, We're keep looking going. for fun. Little faster, Kai. He eats like a six year old. Uh, He lived in the same house since 1958. His father in law told him, cannot read that, Kai. His father in law told him, his father in law told him he would fail. Nice. That's always a good motivator. (laughs) People will pay millions to have lunch with him. True. Somebody paid $4.57 million like a couple years ago. In 2013, Buffett earned $37 million a day. Rough. Nearly 94% of his wealth was earned after he turned 60. Big motivator. Never give up. Keep going. Wow. Number 10, uh, uh, he never tweeted before. (laughs) He's never tweeted before. That's cool. Keep going. Uh, 11, Buffett owns 20 suits but has never paid for any. (laughs) He steals them? He spends 80% of his day reading. Fantastic. Uh, Buffett will give an employee a million dollars every year for the rest of his life his or her life, if they can guess the NCAA Sweet 16 teams. That's pretty fascinating. There's a
1: hobby right there. He likes March Madness. That's right. That's a good point. That's there you a go. a thing right there. He
0: ditched his flip phone for an iPhone in 2020. 2020. He, <laughs> he takes a dozen kids <laughs> to Dairy Queen every Sunday. Wow. I said, no, that's cool. Bu- Buffett rarely emails. Okay. Keep going. 17, he plays the, uk- the ukulele. Ukulele. Right. Ukulele. <laughs> Buffett pledged wow. to donate 85% of his Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway stock to charitable foundations. Okay. He, he, was he won awarded, the Olympics. He was the uh, <laughs> awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Barack Obama. Out of all investing legends, Buffett has the sa- best track record for beating the market. Mm-hmm. Impressive. His face was on cherry coke cans in China. In China, okay. He doesn't follow anyone on Twitter. He's a big fan of Breaking Bad. Wow, that's a good look. Keep going. Is that him? What, yeah, what, what is that? That's no, actually no. him.
1: That's actually the coolest picture Warren yeah, I've ever that's seen. That's
0: actually coolest picture. He likes to joke around, okay? We know that. He looks to a poem when markets decline. No one can tell you when those will happen, or there's no going to extraordinary opportunities. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs, when all about you are losing uh, theirs, if you can wait and not be tired of waiting, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. Okay. All right, nice. cool. Do we have another one or that's can it? I, can I make a, you know, yeah. here's
2: how your mind can play tricks on you and your eyes. If you could go, go back to that list, Kai, go back to the very bottom of it. Go back to number twenty-five. Take a quick glance at number twenty-five and then look away. I literally, when I first saw that, I thought he looks to porn. I thought that's what it said. He looks to porn. I'm going. Wow, they, s- they say so this that's... morning. Good for you. No, Tom. I was saying, is that Good how Business you. Insider does their stories? They wait for number twenty-five.
0: Well, he's to really Insider, all right? So when Tom Zenner spent time with him, he noticed yeah. how much porn he watched. <laughs> that, that's probably
1: what his <laughs> three. I gotta a, tell you, when I hung out with, with Warren me. Buffett, all we did was watch porn. <laughs> that's all we did. I can actually see you doing that. Pat was wondering what he
2: does for fun. I don't know. There we go. Okay. All right. So yeah. So we look at you.
1: About
0: Breaking Buffett, back. we have he planned is, to learn. What's that? Yeah. He plays bridge, though. Good for him. He
2: doesn't play backgammon. I mean, nothing though. makes you seem if more out of touch than you hang out with Indomican too. I mean, <laughs> that's all you need to know. There's like two hundred. I feel
1: like that's in touch. You're, you're hanging with
2: okay. NFL so players.
1: let's
0: continue. Let's continue, gang. Again, if you're from, if you lived in Cuba for at least ten years, where you have memories of what that place was like, and it was recent. Text us at three one zero. Three four we'd like to call you and get perspective on what it was like to be in Cuba and why you and your family escaped Cuba. Let's continue. Ashton Kutcher had -hmm. some interesting things to say about China. And uh, it's it's interesting to come from somebody that was an A-lister Hollywood star, who's now a big business mogul, Mm -hmm. who was once with Demi Moore and now with uh, Mila Kunis, I believe. Everyone knows who he is. He's in the investment world. And here's what he had to say. Ashton Kutcher wants that China Uh, warns that China could use TikTok to push anti-US propaganda and create a problem influencing young Americans. He continues, this is a blaze media story. During his time in office, former President Donald Trump issued an executive order banning these Chinese created and owned social media platforms, insisting that the app would be used to spread disinformation campaigns, benefiting the Chinese Communistic Party and jeopardizing America's national security. President Joe Biden, however, revoked the order upon taking office. If I'm China and I want to use you, I want to create a problem in that area of the world, specifically a naval problem in the South China Sea. I would probably want to utilize TikTok in order to influence the minds of Americans, Kutcher said. In the early in early June, TikTok quietly updated its privacy policy with regards to United States users, allowing itself to collect US users' biometric data to include voice prints and face prints. Now,
2: Ashton Kutcher to say something about China, what do you think about that? It's unbelievable, actually. Um it, it- Talk about almost going out of your way to canceling yourself, though. Those are the two things you cannot do in Hollywood. Inadvertently praise Trump, which he did, if you read between the lines. And then dog China. He did both of them, which makes me think his investments are doing very, very well because he has the ability to have a platform and not really care what he thinks or what anybody thinks about it. It probably means he's going to be doing the sequel, the next five sequels to Dude, Where's My Car? Because it's probably Mm -hmm. going to be hard to get a major movie financed. But I think it's very... It's very telling, it's very interesting, and you wonder what the next steps are. Like, will there be uh, any sort of action against him in Hollywood? Is this gonna hurt his career? does he even have a career. I don't even know how much he cares about doing movies anymore because he's not really doing them. And he seems more his brand is about a tech investor and being cutting edge with some of the businesses he gets involved in. But, look, he's got bigger uh, aspirations for himself here, I think, for making these types of comments. He's a visionary. He's smart. Maybe he's going to get a little conversation going, but this is going to hurt his career in Hollywood. But I love what he said. By the way, fun fact about Ashton Kutcher. Demi Moore and Mila Kunis, he's, the two women he's been married to, they both went to the same high school. Get out of yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> they both went to Hollywood High, which is, what are the odds, right? That's incredible. What's
0: the last movie Kutcher made, by the way? What's the last big movie he did?
2: Mm. And that's a serious question. I, I'm I right. can't. Right, pull that oh, up, you know right. what? How about that one he did with Cameron Diaz when they went to Vegas and they got married? Dude, that that was, was good. at least 15 years ago. That was ago, 2008, that. I think. Okay, I'm yeah. doing,
0: so the, so here we go. So we have uh, Vengeance, he's doing self-production. Okay, The Long Home, it's a 2021 movie, completed. The Ranch TV series, which he was on 2016 to 2020. Family Guy 2016. Two and a half men 2011 to 2015. Two and a half men. Is but he didn't the, have to do the, anything after he that. Is that a so movie much. though? It That's took, a TV series. He, that was a Charlie Sheen's yeah. job. Okay. Made two million so an episode. Any men at work. The last movie he did was Jobs 2013. So this yeah. guy hasn't done movies for eight years. 2013. Yeah. 2013. Movie. Yeah. Not
2: shows. Ground. but a movie right. 2013.
1: Yeah. Do and you I, think he cares?
2: I don't. Do you think he cares? I don't, I don't think he looks at okay. himself as an actor, number one,
1: anymore. Right. Look, I'll give you my two cents on Ashton Kutcher. The guy has come a long way since you know being uh, on the 70s show or even on Punk. I, by the way, I love Punk. Anyone in the yeah. audience who, uh, yeah. who, who's watching, th- let us know if you love Punk, too. I thought he killed it at that, but he hasn't done that in a long time. Look, he's transitioned from being just a Hollywood guy, a, dude, where's my car? I'm high as shit on the 70s show, into Punking people to an actual... Silicon Valley investor, big time entrepreneur. Here's some of the companies that he's invested in. Uber, mm-hmm. Airbnb, and he's all about Acorns, the investing app, which yeah. we, we've talked yeah. about from time to time. So he's he's built credibility in the business world. And I clearly he don't give two shits about going against Hollywood or certainly going against China. And I gotta give him props for actually calling out China and, and specifically, you know, in a roundabout way, kind of agreeing with Trump here on on what TikTok's influence or soft power, sneaky power, creeping in on the American youth may be happening, uh, and and China's disinformation campaigns. So, bottom line, respect to Ashton Kutcher for what he's doing. Former model from Iowa, small yeah. town in Iowa too, by the way.
0: By the way, and and while you look at this, this is this guy's. He calls himself a fiscally conservative, socially liberal, independent, but leans towards the Democratic Party. Has shown mm-hmm. support to. Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, and has a distaste towards Republicans like Donald Trump. So now here's here's
1: sounds here's, like my kind of guy. Here's,
0: here's a question though. Here's a question though. This this goes back to, this goes back to a conversation we once had. Kai, you look like you want to say something.
1: Yeah, he also co-founded a uh,
2: company for against child trafficking.
0: By, by the way, he spoke about it to Congress. Yeah. which so he's, went viral. He's been active on that. And that as was a well. co- uh, yeah. Against human tra- child trafficking, that him and Demi Moore started together, yeah. I believe. This yeah. was years ago.
1: But think about it. If you're gonna marry a woman who's, I'm guessing, 15 years his senior, I'm guessing. Demi. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna grow up a little bit. You're gonna grow. You're not gonna be just a goofy 30-year-old kid just kind of joking around because a lot of people didn't take their relationship seriously. It's exactly
0: like, 15 years. She's okay, 58. Right. He's uh, 43.
1: Gotcha. So. You're going to kind of grow up a little bit faster than a typical 30-year-old whenever they got married, and you're going to start tackling some real-world issues. You're not going to be out in the club partying like a typical 30-year-old. You're hanging with a grown-ass woman, Demi Moore, one of the most gorgeous gorgeous women of all time, in my opinion, and you're going to grow up, and you're going to tackle some real-life issues, i.e. child trafficking and investing and China – so, again, respect to the Yeah, coach you know man.
2: what? The, the companies that you mentioned that he invested in, he got in early. So he made unbelievable killings yeah. in multiple By the way, his net worth?
1: His, guess his net worth. 300? 300, 300 mil? PBD? Guess his net worth. 200. Ashton Kutcher. He's a 200 guy. Yeah, he's a 200
2: yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, but, I mean, that gives you so much freedom when, when you've done that and you can have that platform. He doesn't have to care. He could fund his own movie yeah, if he wanted so, to so do it. So there's one. a
0: couple things I take away from this. Number one, number one, uh, there's a movement happening within Hollywood, Okay who are not republicans who are not in, who are not democrats mm-hmm. but they're worried the fact that this thing could go to socialism this thing can go to controlling what you could say and what you can't say what movies yeah. you can and you can't make and it's him, Connor, and uh, not Connor uh, Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. that are coming out. Some Matthew's common talking sense about coming a little out bit of Hollywood. common sense independence. Like, listen, this is a little too much. And by the way, yeah. even if Bill you remember Maher. when, when uh, yeah, but but Bill Maher is still left, though. Bill it, Maher is left. Bill Maher is not, not these guys. No,
1: no, no. But common right. sense you're, approach. You're right. You're
0: right. Absolutely. I totally agree. Bill Maher is a left guy. That's kind of like, what the hell are we doing? Exactly. Are you, are you, have you lost your mind? Exactly. And by the way, you know who else doesn't agree with the direction America's going right now? That people would be surprised with a guy named Barack Obama. It's not happening with the direction things are going right now he himself was like listen man you know kind of temper it down a little bit even, with the socialism even two stuff. names the
1: other day sean penn very leftist type of guy uh and semi-socialist conan, yes yeah fan of hugo chavez from yeah, what i recall yeah, yeah and conan o'brien you know more of a common sense jokester but definitely to the left.
0: A, i think conan's a center guy yeah yes. well, yeah. Conan's but a they, both, the they, they both
1: they both called out the woke cancel culture out there look we talk about us all the time not to get too political yeah. here sometimes you need people on your team to basically say look i don't like what you're doing rather than people on the other side calling is, you out absolutely and that's what's happening in democratic yeah, party right but
0: here's now. what i would tell you this is the other part this is the other part this is the other part that people are gonna have to argue and it's gonna favor one guy i hate to say this but it's gonna favor one guy so just a few months ago when Trump gave the speech at CPAC and they were, you know, voter approval, people wanting him to run, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. he was at 50%, okay? Mm-hmm. Just this last week when he ran, I think he was like, he spoke to them, I think it was 76%. Yeah. And second place was DeSantis, DeSantis 21%, right? So he went from 50 to 70 and DeSantis 21, which they're talking about him and DeSantis, uh, president, VP mm-hmm. type of thing to go out there and do it. Now, we'll see if that's going to take place or not. Here's what I will tell you. So take Trump's name out. Let's take Trump's name out, Okay. And you go look at his policies, and you look mm-hmm. at what his policies did. How many people on the left, center, and right are starting to realize, yes, he may have been a divisive guy. Yes, mm-hmm. he may have been a guy that was pinning everybody. You know, he was doing what he was doing, battling against the mainstream media, all this stuff that he was doing. But his policies made a lot of sense. He called out TikTok. Everybody disagreed. Now, Ashton Kutcher saying that, he, he, he was handling the border very well. Now we have issues at the border. They don't even want to touch it. We, we were doing okay with getting the vaccine to be ex- expedited in nine months on how quickly he got a vaccine. Fauci said it will take 18 months at the earliest to get it out. Mm-hmm. His sanctions against Cuba that he put on nine months ago, saying if Cuba doesn't get it together, the entire world is going to be free. We have to make sure the entire world is free, and we have to let go of those political prisoners that Cuba has. What do you think the uh, Cuban people right now are protesting? Here's the point. I think... There's a part of the current elections, the the process that we have that I don't agree with, and I don't know what it is. Here's here's one of the things. We we vote more for personality than policies today. Mm -hmm. If we took out the personality, mainstream media couldn't do what they do. Let me explain. If all we said is we have three things we're campaigning on. This is A, this is B, this is C, take away personalities it's purely policies that we're campaigning on, right? Who do you bash? What do you bash? Who cares? The policies don't grab anybody by you know what. Policies don't go out there and do what, sniffing somebody's uh, hair with uh, what Biden does, right? If you just put it on policies, how do you trash the policies? You can't say a person you can't pin him to. You -hmm. just have to say, that policy just kind of makes sense. I agree with that policy. So there's no more the rage emotionally against the personality you dislike because Mm -hmm. the media keeps talking about this guy's a bad guy, this guy's a bad guy, this guy's a bad guy. So I kind of like the fact that common sense is starting to win. A little bit. Because long-term, bad ideas get exposed, and long-term, great ideas win. That's what's happening. Here's
2: the problem, though. Uh, It's one thing to have these people at least call it out and reference it and, and acknowledge it. But how do you get to the next point where something actually happens because of it? Um, they've just given way too much power to the far, far fringe left. They are letting them get away with anything they want. Anything they say is not challenged. Yeah. And that makes their job ten times more difficult. I think Trump should not run for president. I really – because don't you – He's so polarizing Can't and people him. hate him so much. I don't. Run this, for vice president. There, there's, yeah, there's no, no chance. Way Tom. There's I'll no, give you three seconds the, to retract that. For the no no good way. of the country, no no way. support DeSantis. Oh, by the way, no, no, it's You possibly either, see Trump.
0: It's either President for Trump, it's, no it's way. It's either a president or don't run again. He ain't yes. doing no VP stuff because he's already Holy been out there as a front. That's
2: that. that'll never happen. But if you yeah. truly care about the country, which he does, no. I mean, don't you think there's almost no yeah. chance for him he, to get elected? He, he definitely He does. brings out the worst out of so many people in this country. Well, listen, I'm gonna
0: announce something this week. I'm gonna announce something this week. If you see it on social, which you will, if you see it on my Instagram, you will. We're gonna talk about it on the podcast next week. I'm gonna launch something. What I think is gonna be a solution to help unite America. The idea is going to be crazy. The idea is going to be nuts. I'm going to put a lot of money behind it. It's going to be public. And you have to choose whether you want to see this thing become a reality or not. And Mm -hmm. when you do see it, if you agree with it, help spread the message everywhere. Once the announcement is made, I will be most likely making that announcement either this Friday— or next Monday. Sometime this week or Monday that announcement's going to be made. You will be shell shocked what the announcement is it I- I- is about, but if you do agree with it, I want to make sure the world hears about it. Going back to this. You know what's exciting about this? Hmm. The fact that people are vo- voicing their opinions that they never would have. The fact that Hollywood is voicing their opinion. FYI. You know, you know no, you know why people and Hollywood actors are no longer intimidated by Hollywood anymore? You know why? Let me tell you why. Perfect transition into the story of Black Widow. Hmm. Black Widow snags $80 million from its theatrical debut, $60 million from Disney Plus. Folks, let me read that to you one more time. Black Widow, okay, out of the $80 million. $60 million is from Disney Plus. Black Widow has stolen the pandemic era box office crown, the latest Marvel film, scored $80 million at the domestic box office during the, its debut. The most of any film release in the wake of COVID epidemic. Over the weekend, around 81% of the theaters were open to the public. According to the data of Comscore, Universal's F9, Fast and Furious 9, was the previous record holder uh, getting $70 million over its three-day launch into theaters last month. The film garnered an additional $60 million from Disney Plus sales. In addition to Black Widow, t- tallied $78 million from international ticket sales. Here's what this means. Let me tell you why actors are no longer scared of Hollywood. Here's why: um, this is not the typical movie, you know, Hollywood thing that you're doing. Netflix is coming right now. They want Oscars, they want Academies, they want Grant, they won uh, uh, whatever it is that uh, whatever they're giving away the awards for best movies. Actors are sitting there saying, "Listen, man, Hollywood. Those days of a handful of you guys having all the power in the world, we can push us around. You can't do that anymore. You don't have that kind of authority anymore. The days where Weinstein pre Me Too movement, mm-hmm. the days where Weinstein had everybody like." holding everybody strong arming everybody you can't do that anymore today so hollywood actors are feeling a little bit more confident and liberated hollywood for the longest time was almost a dictatorship today mm-hmm. you t- yesterday i come uh, i get back to the office i was in uruguay land i come to the office first thing in the morning you know what's sitting on my table right now you know what's sitting on my desk right now a script a guy sends me a message saying i love what you're talking about with da. i got a script for you I'd love for you to invest into our script or buy our script from us. Sitting over there, we're starting to get more scripts than ever before. What does this mean? Person can have money—one, ten million, 50 million, 25 million dollars. I'm going to do a movie. Here you go, and then you can go pitch it to who others rather than going and sure. selling it to traditional Hollywood route. So I think the Ashton Kutcher's of the world and all these other guys are getting comfortable because you're seeing what happened with the Black Widow movie. Is it Disney Plus, is it s- stay home and becoming, watch the movie. No need to go to the movie theater.
1: Is it essentially becoming almost like a cryptocurrency type of decentralized platform? It's not just in Hollywood anymore. You got great Disney example. Plus, you great got analogy. Netflix, you got Amazon, you got the, the, you can go down the whole freaking list on the Hulu's yeah. and the this That's and the that. That's actually great analogy. Well, and it's just not decentralized. Yep. And now the, the Harvey Weinstein's of the world, to use your analogy, don't control Hollywood anymore. Well, you can the, voice the, the you studios
0: sure is a great thing for a lot of yeah. people.
2: It's the studios that yeah. don't control Hollywood anymore. And by the way, Barry Diller, one of the legends who ran two of them, what, Paramount and uh, Universal, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said last week that the movie business is dead. He literally said, uh, yeah. he said, the going to the theater experience, the movie business is dead and it's never coming back. Do you back. agree with him? I 100% agree with them. And, you know, Netflix doesn't release streaming figures like this. Disney, mm. to say 60 million, million—that that's uncommon for them to actually – release that but that's unbelievable i would never go to a movie theater again i don't think i have no upside to going to a theater you just went to a who's movie, got the time you? for it
0: what movie did i watch i don't know didn't
1: you go to a movie theater
0: i mean if i take the kids oh we watched fast uh, fast and a furious right, yeah i, I gave you, it a seven it was actually go. a good movie you gave the nine a seven <laughs> no i give the nine a seven Okay, i gave the nine a seven, <laughs> okay. yes, I, nine a seven. <laughs> I took the kids i By hate when that happens you I go home with a nine I and you wake up at the seven i accidentally took the kids to mortal kombat i accidentally took the kids to mortal kombat yeah. I, t- till today, yeah. there's not a day when I bring up movies where they don't bring up Mortal Kombat. What do they say? But you're the one that took us to Mortal Kombat, the worst movie of all time. <laughs> I said, I've taken you to 50 movies. You've loved one of them. And so they the can't last thing Mortal we need
1: Kombat. is Dylan and Tico fighting. We know we saw what happened yeah, earlier listen, with those They two had guys. one of the most epic yes. fights
0: of all time in Aruba, and yeah. here's what happened. fight. I'm not going to tell you the details of the fight, but they had a pretty big <laughs> fight because Dylan threw sand in Tico's face accidentally, apparently accidentally, I wasn't there to witness, it. Mario was. So I walk up, because Mario's like, you got to come here to the beach. Dylan's running off. It's pretty epic. Crazy stuff's going on with these guys. Mm-hmm. And you got to realize, it was a very calm place. The water has no waves. Like, literally, there's no waves where we are at this Ritz-Carlton Resort. I walk up, and I go to the kids. I'm walking back. This husband and wife, good-looking couple in their 50s, right? The kind that takes care of themselves. You know, she's mm-hmm. wearing a two-piece. He's got the whole nice six-pack. They said, you know, i got to tell you, we love your boys. I said, really, tell me why. He says, for the last hour, all we've been following is what your boys have been doing. Your two sons, we can tell. Those two are your sons, but the other two are not your sons, right? I said, no, why? This is because the other two are too nice.
1: Because <laughs> so, your two kids are going yeah. at it. And
0: he says, for one hour straight, we've been following them, and we love what they're doing, the fighting, the words, all that stuff. Thank you so much for giving us entertainment. I said, well, they take, they'll take a $100 tip <laughs> from you. Anyway, so we had a good time
1: out there with the – Back to the uh, – so they they, they they will not let the they Mortal will not, Kombat Mortal combat is done. That's but, not uh, going to happen. Real, real quick, just a, couple, a little thing to add. You talking about the movie studios, Paramount and um, Universal, and Universal? But wasn't it? Didn't Amazon just buy MGM? Yeah. Okay, so that I mean, there's another further example. But they did
2: it just for more content in their okay, library. Okay, there you go. Yeah.
1: Here, here's how I don't, I don't go to the movie theaters, like period. I think the last one I went to was like I took my ex-girl to go see Winnie the Pooh, like back in the like three years ago. Be honest. Who are you yeah. dating? By, by the way, <laughs> yeah. she was 25, but you know she probably acted like she was five. However. This is how out of touch I am. By the way, no, she's, she's not listening. She's listening. She DMs me every she's time. Got me talking. She, she's got me blocked. She's got me blocked. This is how... <laughs> m- memories... <laughs> oh
2: I miss winning the boom. What was the best part of Winnie oh, the Pooh? When he got his head stuck in the honey jar? Oh no, yeah, you uh, got your hand caught in the cookie jar. Anyway, here's how, t- how you know, out of touch you are. You're
0: high roller when you take your girl to a Winnie the Pooh movie.
2: <laughs> hey, by the way, t- you know to defend you for on, the immortal. I'm Kombat.
0: impressed. I'm actually I impressed. I spent more on,
1: like, on food than on movie. Tickets, by the way, for that sure. story
0: yeah. is actually gets you closer to Sword Boy than further away. <laughs> yeah, from I
2: just
1: so want so you to know my, that. You know, here's my point. <laughs> Let me finish my point, and then I'm gonna. T- uh, put, this is how out of touch I am with movies. When I when I hear. This story, Black Widow grosses $80 million. I'm thinking, oh shit, they came out with like the female version of the Black Panther. Then I look it up and it's freaking white girl Scarlett Johansson, the Black Widow. I'm surprised that's not cancel culture yet. Stop it. I'm just telling you. (laughs)
0: Stop it.
1: I don't give a shit. I'm just saying. I'm surprised that there's people out there being like, Black Widow, white ass Scarlett Johansson. What the hell's going on here? Folks,
0: if you're listening to this, Adam's not lying. Adam thinks... Adam thinks, if you don't know this already or not, Adam thinks Fast and the Furious is a continuation of Knight Rider. That's how <laughs> old school. I love Adam, Knight Rider. N- <laughs> Kidding me? Yeah, David
1: Hasselhoff. I loved it. Knight, you, by the way, Knight Rider. you
0: should show the poster you have in your office of David Hasselhoff of yeah. Knight Rider. They should see it. I don't it's, think people really see the, that side of It's not Knight
1: Rider. It. It's the Baywatch one. It's, it's
0: the Baywatch one. Sure. The big David Hasselhoff guy. Dead. Okay. All right. So Ashton Kutcher, kudos to you. By the way, if you agree with Ashton Kutcher, Put a thumbs up. One, Mm -hmm. it gives us an idea if you do agree with them or not. Two, helps us out with algorithms. And if you like the direction the content's going, we are 33 That – we're officially at 67,000 subs. We're 33,000 subs away from 100,000. Once we hit 100,000, we may convert to three times a week instead of two times a week. So give us a sub as well if you enjoy the Holy podcast. Holy shit,
1: we're getting there. Yeah, we are, we're getting close to it. We're getting Only close million. to it. All right, let's
0: continue. Let's continue. Let's go to another story. Tom, I'm going to give you a story. Let's finish up the Conor McGregor story. And while we're doing this, Kai, can you tell me if folks from Cuba contacted you on Community? Go check community. Folks, if you're from Cuba, you lived there in the last five to ten years, and you and your family escaped Cuba to come to America, we would like to get optics from you on what it was like to live in Cuba and why you're so happy to be in America. What does freedom really mean to you, having left a place like Cuba to come to the States? Isn't so,
1: your boy, oh, is Marvin from Cuba? No, he's Marvin's
0: not Cuba. Honduras. Marvin's Honduras. Honduras. I Marvin's apologize Honduras. to my Honduran I friend. I was just with I... him. We had one of the best conversations ever. Okay, All right, let's go. So uh, UFC Connor. 264. Real or not, the old Conor McGregor is gone forever. Dustin Poirier is a top-light heavyweight. The UFC's 264 main event only lasted one round, but Dustin did plenty in his victory over Conor to prove he deserves the first title shot. A Charles Oliveira is Poirier already the best lightweight in the world. As for Conor McGregor, the misstep that caused a serious leg injury brought the fight to an abrupt end. Is an elite version of Conor a thing of the past? And where does he go from here? Kai, can you pull up uh, Grover's... uh, Instagram post about about Connor. Everybody must read this. Uh, by the way, shout out to Tim. He just sent me three nice uh, Air Jordan shoes, uh, each one of them. Real Sweet. sick shoes he like, sent me. Like Michael's from the game. His book just became a New York Times bestseller. Sick book. If you haven't ordered, you ought to do it. Okay. When when Connor McGregor lost to Khabib, he was exposed by the limelight and has never found his way back to the true darkness that had, had allowed him to win. Winning one except this version of Connor because this Connor still thinks – and acts like he's winning, and winning knows he is not. Let me read that one more time. Winning won't accept this version of Connor because this Connor still thinks and acts like he's winning, and winning knows he's not. This loss to Dustin is about so much more than an in- injury. If you've read winning, you get this. He hasn't taken that necessary bus ride back to hell. Winners know that in order to repeat, they have to get on that bus along with all their demons and monsters and skeletons asking, now what? Connor can't answer them because that bus ride needs to be taken in silence. Winning requires real talk or no talk at all. The only thing you hear are the silencing of your heartbeat and the shortening of your breath as you approach hell. You have no choice. You can either commit to taking the bus ride to hell and fight your way back to winning, or hell will come for you anyway. Snatch your heart out of your chest and make you watch it stop as you take your last breath and you lose forever that's the difference between taking yourself to hell and hell taking you one you can't control the other you are done more in winning read it there you go thoughts connor
1: i mean dude this uh, this guy's got Credibility galore because this is exactly what Michael Jordan did year in and year out. I mean, this is what Tim Grove is known for, working with MJ. What do you think? It's Conor Dundell. Do you think Connor's done? Yes. As
2: an elite MMA fighter, there's absolutely no question. You cannot even make the argument that he's not. It's impossible to make that argument. I think Dana White has a real problem because he doesn't really have a stable of stars outside of Conor McGregor. That's why they keep doing what they're doing. I mean, have you guys ever been to a live UFC fight? Yes. I mean, the energy is just Sick. simply off the charts. I've been to two title fights in Vegas. Absolutely. Which incredible. fights? I went, well, my friend is Ryan Bader. So he fought twice. Once he fought John Jones, and then he fought. Oh, he lost. He lost Jones, both yes. those, unfortunately. But he's doing great in Bellator. Yeah. But Dana White has a problem. He doesn't have any stars now. It's not going to hurt the business. They just brought in 175 million dollars from a crypto company for their biggest sponsorship their ever crypto. last week. Was but all you know over what? Conor thing. McGregor is the next. Wait for it. Ronda Rousey. That's all he is right now. He's nothing more. He's nothing more than that. His next step bigger step than Ronda. Right. Rousey, no, no, no. Timeout. No. Time bro, out. no. He, in the MMA, I he's do. not. His next fight is going to be against Jake Paul. Because it'll be for nine figures easy. Dana White will eventually get behind it and have to promote him. I think that's why he keeps him relevant in, in UFC Beat so he can sanction that fight. But you know what? That's the one I'd watch. I'm not interested in watching Conor fight in the UFC anymore. He's not at that level. He's not at the elite you level. Know, it's
1: funny. You brought up something last week when you said, look, if there's ever a time that Dana White makes a phone call to Dustin Poirier and says, look, here's a, here's a couple bucks. Take this hit. That clearly didn't happen. He didn't get that
0: phone call. Well, first of all, I like the approach uh, Connor took with the fight. He started with the kicks, I like the way he started the fight. But the moment he went on the ground, Gerard was saying this yesterday this guy, to, to, to learn how to wrestle and, and be on the ground, I mean, you have to learn how to get out of it. For four minutes, he was stuck, and Dustin wasn't even pounding this guy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even disturbed. But what happens when you're down there is you're gonna lose all the, the stamina. You, you can't last when you get the moment he got up. The last 15 seconds. I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah. The 15 seconds when he got up. Did you see his energy? Did you see like he was, he was done. Like he yeah. didn't have the energy anymore. Which means stamina is a problem. I told the guys my prediction was if Connor wins, he wins in the first round. If it goes past first round, Dustin wins. No yeah. question. And by the way, if he wouldn't have broken his leg, his ankle, say that wouldn't have happened to his
2: ankle.
1: I think we got the shit kicked who, out of him in round oh, two. Oh, it would have been he's done in the second out. round. Yeah. And it's even so, worse,
2: and he's yeah. a bloody mess. But yeah. you know what? His strength, you know—the the, his success came from his feet. So if he can't have that as a weapon anymore, I mean, he's broken his leg twice now with kicks. So, I mean, his number one strength has been completely neutered from him. So there's no way he can compete at that level because he's not
1: a boxer or a wrestler. Let me tell you something. You you brought up a good point here that I don't know where UFC goes from here because I, yeah. would, I would I I would would call myself a casual fan, meaning I don't know much about UFC, but if Conor McGregor's fighting, I'm going to watch it. Now, without Conor, I don't know who I would give two shits about. I don't think so. Listen, I get that. I'm just saying me. me t- I wouldn't go I watch t- Dustin Poirier yes, fight would. Not Dustin. Billy McGillicuddy. I don't watch. care. But you're going to watch. Let
0: me explain no, to I'm you. I'm not. I promise you're going to watch it. It's not happening, Pat. Okay. Let me tell you why you're going to watch. Yeah. Here's why you're going to watch. Okay. Never underestimate the power of a Dana White. What are we talking about here? Like, when when Dana had a couple guys step away, you forget who stepped away. Like, you want to go back and look at the list of play. Put down the greatest UFC fighters of all time. Can you put them up? Just put the greatest UFC fighters of all time. Matt, Randy I Couture. don't know where you're going
1: with this. Yeah, let me, let me, Nobody's even close to drawing what Conor does.
0: Listen. But I'm, put, I'm, I'm, I'm willing stop, to listen. Stop. 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 K- greatest UFC fighters of all time. When Khabib stepped away. They said it's over. Who's gonna watch it? Okay, keep going up, keep going up. Dude, I never even
1: heard of Khabib. B.J. Penn, but that's the point.
0: Royce Gracie, keep going. These are these are all killers. Keep going, keep going up, keep going up with these names. Keep going up with these names. Keep going, keep going up. Never even heard of these names. Top five: Anderson Silva. Go to top five. Usman is still in the game. You got. Uh, Liddell Chuck when he stepped Liddell away. hasn't been relevant ten years. But I know when they stepped okay, away, okay. they said the league is the, the yeah. UFC is going to be boring. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Seven, six. Khabib's gone. Cormier's gone. A lot of these guys. George St. Pierre was like god years, years ago. One point. But what I'm trying to tell you is the franchise keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Anderson Silva was a god. John yeah. Jones, yeah. god. This guys had gods. Right, and John yeah. Jones would come in in the press conference would knock the other guy out in press conference. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking (laughs) about guys that sold out arenas where people would come from around you got to bank on Dana. But this is about Conor right now. It's not about Dana. Listen, I'm I'm a buy-and-hold guy with Conor. I bought his best card. This is his rookie 2013 Tops UFC bloodlines, PSA 10, Gem Mint, and Auto 10. This is Conor. I'm a buy-and-hold guy. The only thing that concerns me about Conor is when he plays – the spouse and the religion game. You cannot do that. You become a target. You cannot play that game. I understand, like, Ronda Rousey sent a message right afterwards. I don't know if you guys saw what Ronda said about him right afterwards. Can you pull up Ronda's tweet right afterwards towards Connor? Did you guys read that no, or No, I didn't see it. So Ronda said this about Connor the next uh, – uh, just pull it up. Let's see. Uh, yeah, pull up um, – uh, is it this one? Okay. Uh, uh, so I'm amazed that as soon as you hit the ground, you were already promoting the next fight. I definitely wouldn't have had that in mind to do that. The other fighters, UFC and the media, are lucky to have you. I disagree. Everybody in the world is lucky to have uh, uh, Conor McGregor. Everybody is lucky to have Conor McGregor. But to have that mindset where you drop, first thing you're thinking about is the next fight. Are you a promoter or a fighter? I don't know. Are you still promoting to make money? Are you? So my mind goes to a couple different places. Here's a couple different places it goes to with Conor. Some guy right now commented and says he's not gone. Somebody said, let me read who it was. It says, Scott Smith gave 10 bucks and said, so I'll make the argument. Connor was dominating their second bout. Uh, Connor looked amazing in the third bout. I don't know about that. Maybe in the first 90 seconds, but the moment he was down, he was gone. Connor ain't done. He was gearing up to take Pacquiao. Okay, I agree. Here's a problem, Scott, and it's my opinion, amateur opinion. I, somebody can destroy my argument, but this is my argument. When I was talking to uh, Tim Grover, here's what Tim Grover said. Tim is, meant, uh, Tim is uh, uh, training uh, Jordan, and when he's training Jordan, Jordan decides to go out there and uh, uh, play baseball. He says, I want to go play baseball. Tim says, the entire conditioning has officially changed. This mm-hmm. is what he means. He says, to prepare your body for baseball, it's very different than preparing your body for basketball. It's a very different conditioning, and it's going to take a while to do that. What's the point? To prepare a conditioning for boxing Pacquiao is very different than to prepare a fight in UFC. Boxing, you ain't going to the ground. Everybody knows Conor's a great boxer, but his ground game is not the best. You're going against guys where you have to spend majority of your time working in areas where you don't do well with. Yeah. Let's, set up, let's set, uh, uh, tell what happened with this guy. He's been choked out. He's been – Khabib got him on the ground. He doesn't do well on the ground. Once mm-hmm. he, he didn't want to go down when he beat Diaz. How did he beat Diaz? First fight, he lost. He went to the ground. Second fight, if you see that one scene, I don't know if you guys remember this with Diaz. They're going at it. He's punching Diaz. He falls down. He punched him the second time. He falls. Remember that? He punches him. He falls Absolutely. down. And Diaz is like, come on. Come mm-hmm. on. Come get me. Connor's standing up. He's not going. That message tells you, you come to the ground. I'm going to destroy you. And Connor says, I know I'm not good there, but I'm good at stand up. So stand, in a stand up game, he's yeah. got. Yeah. But if you're going against hey, some look, of these other guys. Let
1: me, let me make a point. I'm going to ask you a question. One through 10, 10 being the most, one being I don't give a shit. Here we go. Where are you on a, being a fan of UFC? I'm a, I'm a fan. What number? Uh, eight and a half. You're an eight and a half. Yeah. Tom, I'm a you? 6.5. You're a, I'm a five. And I go for the stars. Okay, okay yeah. meaning a guy like you who's an eight and a half, a nine and ten, they're going to watch UFC regardless. Six and a half, maybe you're going to watch, maybe not. A five. I'm only watching if a guy like Conor McGregor is fighting. If pick a name is is fighting, pick a name, dude. I never even heard of Khabib until like a year but ago.
0: Dana White doesn't give a shit no. to have a fan like you. What are you talking you, about? No, of course oh, by he the does. Way, no, he does. Conversation no, he doesn't. Isn't doesn't. about Dana no. White. Are, are you talking? Are about? you of out of your mind, dude? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You want a simple question? How much money have you ever made for UFC? You.
1: Like 50 bucks.
0: When was it? I bought one fight with Conor. Okay. then You haven't made him shit, so who cares if he loses but you? But I don't got I bought. Dude, no. Dude, that's you the, don't that, mean that's anything to Dana White. That's no the lie. wrong approach. You're not a spender. DVD,
1: that's the wrong approach. It's not
0: the wrong approach. Okay, I hear you on You're that. You're not a spender. You You're not something. a guy that's bringing revenues that, to that, the brand. That's
1: like David Stern when he was promoting the NBA being like, we don't need to expand. We have our base. They love the NBA. They're buying season tickets. But that's tickets, not what Dana White said. But then he invested but that's in not Jordan. What Dana, but, he invested but in you're, Iverson. He invested in Shaq buddy, and Kobe.
0: You're making a mistake in comparing Dana to freaking David Stone. What are you talking I'm about? I'm just saying do getting you your know sport what part, to the next do you know, level. Do you know what part of the world UFC's fighting? Can you pull up different uh, countries UFC has had a fight in? Give me a... What you just said right there was ludicrous. Says you know nothing about what's going on with I'm UFC. I'm just saying. But you different casual fans bro, becoming what are you talking fans? about? You're not a spender, though. You're irrelevant to UFC. That's
1: not... You're, you're only thinking in terms you, of monetization. But I'm talking about you.
0: You are irrelevant to UFC. All you, right, that's
1: it, Dana White. Me and you are done. You are irrelevant to UFC.
0: Here we go. You ready? <laughs> okay. U.S., Brazil, Canada, U.K., Australia, Japan, China, Germany, Sweden, Mexico, Ireland, Singapore, Dubai, United Arab Emirates, Netherlands, New Zealand, Poland, Russia, Argentina, Chile, Croatia. Do you want me to keep going? This guy's not, a global brand. Well, you, they, think they he's, an not you think denying Dana the White UFC. woke up uh, saying, I better get Adam Saucy yes. as a, as That's a that fan? That's what he's thinking right now. Oh, my God. He's going to see these clip and he's going to say, how, how the hell can we get Go it? back to watching Winnie the Pooh.
2: <laughs> Stick to your Winnie the Pooh <laughs> hey, fight. You know what? This was good. They should sanction I could I'd watch two rounds of this. i pay 50 bucks for you let's two to throw, continue. The question isn't about Dana White. He's the best commissioner in sports. As a matter of fact, I'd make the argument that he should be. agree with you. He should do a two year term in every sport and fix everything. Every sport while he's at it. By the way, I spent a couple hours with uh, Dana White one time, flew up, hung out with him in his office, did this long interview with him. His office, I may have mentioned this before. It is the you can tell there's no HR department at UFC. When you walk into Dana White's office, it is flat out unbelievable what you see in there. But let me bring this back to the topic. And you two are both delusional. And so is everybody else that said Conor McGregor is relevant as a UFC fighter. A, number one. There's no sport where hunger controls everything. If you're not hungry, you are dead or seriously injured in UFC, you are completely irrelevant, and you have no chance to fight at the highest level. What does he give it? You th- In his mind, part of it's going, I hope this ends soon. I hope I don't get hurt. He's not, the, he's not the same guy. Stop. He is not the same guy Listen. as a fighter. That doesn't mean he isn't one of the top global stars in the country, and he's not going to be relevant okay. forever. Then, he's then, Elvis then. in wanna, a jumpsuit as a fighter. You want to know then. why I'm
1: right on this one? Oh my because goodness. if we were talking about any Stop. other fighter other than Connor this story would have been done what are five you, minutes ago. You guys ago. have lost your mind. Other than Conor McGregor, yeah, guys no no have <laughs> lost your mind. You've lost your mind. No, I'm out of control. Let me, let me ask you a question. I'll watch if, du- if du- Dustin the Diamond Poirier uh, actually fights Dustin listen. Diamond from Saved Le- by the Bell. Let 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 rest put, in peace. I'll watch that fight.
0: Shout out to Screech. I miss you, buddy. Let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. Any game that is very good with their number ones, is going to have people that are going to work like dogs. They're going to work like, like military work. Like I'm talking work work to go be number ones because they take care of their number ones. UFC may not be an organization that's known for taking care of their number 80 mm-hmm. or their number 40. We know the criticism Jake Paul goes after. And a lot of people have been saying what they've been saying about the fact that a lot of the athletes are not making money. But if there's one thing UFC is known for is what? They take care of their number ones. Their number ones are going to make a lot of money, yeah. right? You know how many people right now are sitting there? This is what they're thinking. How many people right now are saying that position for number one is wide open? I'm gonna go get it. Same thing yeah. happens to great sports. When the Jordan left, who's gonna replace Jordan? Kobe came. Kobe left who's gonna replace LeBron. LeBron's up, yes. gonna, look what's going on right now with Giannis. Giannis uh, 2 1, they're down, but he's got 40 points back to back.
1: The yeah. last time Milwaukee Another Bucks won 1971. 1971. Oh, by the way, I just thought of something. What's that? The 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 guy, I couldn't even tell you his name. Two uh T uh Teka Teka Taca. He knocked the shit out of the uh, of uh, Greg Hardy, and he drank a beer out of his shoe. I'm in on that guy. Okay,
0: uh, who's spend, that guy? Will you spend 20 bucks uh, on that guy? No, save
1: that money. However, what's that guy's you're name?
0: not the customer. I know who you're talking. Doesn't matter.
1: About. What's his name? What's his uh, name? Uh, PVD. What's his
0: name? Nobody like, knows his name. Exactly. Nobody knows his name. Exactly. But are Do you right? out of your mind? To are you insinuating
1: me? that Pete, there is? Me and you, we each take a tennis shoe and we chug a beer. For, uh, we'll donate okay. the money to charity. First of all, well, if you're watching this, if you're
0: watching this, <laughs> if you're watching this, if you're watching this, I'm actually curious. Let's see what the audience – let me actually look at the ratio. Let me actually look at the ratio. So right now we got 390 thumbs up to seven thumbs down, okay? How many of you think that Connor is not done? Put thumbs up. Connor's not a- done. As an elite fighter as in an the UFC? Elite, listen, as an elite fighter, he's going to come back and he's, he's going to put on a fight and he's going to win again and maybe even have a shot at a title fight. He's 32 years old today. How many of you guys think he's going to make a comeback? Put thumbs up if you think he's going to make a comeback and redeem himself. Thumbs up. If you say the guy's done, it's retirement time, put thumbs down. What do you think on which one it is? Me, last week when the fight took place, I commented. I said the, the, the fan base is lucky to have a guy like this who see him fight at his peak. And we've been talking about Conor. The moment he got that $200 million payday from Proper 12, yeah. it's a different Conor. If he's not willing to listen to a guy like Tim, what he just said, and go into that place to want to fight again, yeah. we ain't going to see the best The best days of are behind him. If he does go to that dark place and really want to come back and make a comeback and redeem himself, we may see con- I don't know how you see it right now. Let's couple, see what
1: the ratios cu- are. A couple quick comments when go you're ahead. ready. Uh, number one, the guy's name that I didn't know was uh, Ty Tiavasa. Ty. Okay, that's number one. Number two, um, in case we want to write this down, where did that go, where did that go, where did that go? Um, the guy who said he's 41 years old and he moved from Cuba when he was seven years old. Yeah. I'm looking for your comment. Uh, what number should he call if that's the guy you want to talk to?
0: You have it? Okay. Oh, you have that guy. Hey, hey by the way, the how old was he when he moved? Uh, seven years ago. He was 18 when he came. To
1: okay, good. And, and shout out to Tom Zenner. They said, these are my three favorite combo: Pat, Adam, and Tom. Thanks, Crypto Mike. Shout out to Tom Zenner right there.
2: Okay, wow. thank you. Hey, by the way, the guy had some great comments: his Khabib. After this fight. And he broke it down and said, hey, this is who Connor is. You know, when he was on the ground. Now, TMZ had a story where there was a side angle of a camera where he was actually threatened to kill uh, Poirier's wife. And, and, and him. He's going to shoot him in the head, so in, the he head in the middle of the night. Classless. He can't do so that. Can't do so that Khabib's point is that. this guy is nothing but a low-rent punk. You know, his true colors... what Dustin called him. He said, this, this guy's, guy's a flat, flat dirtbag. Dirt dirt yeah, dirt, yeah. so, dirt no, these yeah. guys have legitimate hate for him. Yeah. And the last thing that um, Connor McGregor wants to do is step in a ring with Khabib. When he threw that stanchion at the bus in Brooklyn or in New York yeah, City yeah. at Madison yeah. Square. But you know what? In Connor's mind, it's all promotion. And I think everything is on the table when it comes to him everything and that's why the next step for him has to be an event that he can actually win he has no chance of winning a ufc fight unless he's fighting a guy like sarone or cowboy the guy the last guy no, he beat that's, but that's not but real that's though. who he
0: can beat that's not real you'd beat that guy like By three the way, seconds the, the ratios shoulder. believe yeah. it or not the ratios uh, is is 53 think his best he, he can come back and uh, have a title fight mm-hmm. 35 think he's done which means a lot of people are saying the best days of Conor are behind them and we may never see By the yet. way,
1: I don't know if this is something we can pull up. I'd like to see the numbers pay-per-view revenue with Conor, without Conor. I bet you it's a complete different... Sure uh, it is. Okay, that's sure my point.
0: But there is a guy yeah. that you keep forgetting about. You keep forgetting about the guy Dana at White. the top... Who I'm is not one forgetting of, about he's Dana. one of the greatest promoters, instigators of all time. The guy's going to figure yes. out a way to do it. FYI I think
1: there's only one Connor though, bro.
0: Oh my gosh, stop. I it.
1: don't he's that brilliant stop of a marketer. It. You know what?
0: Let me tell you something, I gotta, man. One I gotta, of I one are the you're toy toy boy things, boy on one, Pat, fucked right one him, right. of the things right here. One one of the things I respect about what Michael said. When Michael was coming up and he was retiring and he was done. And LeBron comes into the league, and they ask him about jersey, why you wear number six, why don't you wear number 23, and all this stuff. And LeBron said, I think we should retire to number 23. Nobody should ever wear it again. Remember what Michael said? Michael said the NBA is bigger than one player. Mm. He says, I appreciate the compliment, but the NBA is bigger than me. It's a bigger franchise than I am. It's going to continue. What does LeBron do? He goes and wears number twenty-three <laughs> right right afterwards. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to
2: wear twenty-three. By the way, he's changing yeah. again for next year. I'm not, you know that? You know that? I'm I'm not disagreeing with
1: yeah. you. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that that Connor gets eyeballs, and there's no one even close. Right. That's we'll, my only.
0: We'll point. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think I debate that, but we'll see. Okay. Do we have our friend there from Cuba? Yeah, he's on. The phone right I, I need. Hmm. Is he on the phone already or no? I don't have the phone. Where's the phone? To your
1: left.
0: To my left. I don't my have phone.
1: Your left. To my. Oh, it's right here. All
0: right. Let's see. Is he on there already or no? Watch that. Drink. How old is he? Uh, he is Forty-one. Five, I believe, six. Oh, it's 26. a different guy that I saw. David Corral. Where is David Corral? Do we know where he's ba- David? Where are you based out of? Where are you based out of? All right, I'm texting him right now. David, if you're listening to me, where are you based out of? Are you Florida based? Where are you based out of? Um uh, i mean we're going to read a lot of the stuff that's going on in Cuba, and then i'll come to david i like to get two people two different people's perspective is he the only one that we have or we have a couple of them <coughs> west palm beach okay sounds good do we have another one as well uh, look yeah. at the two and i'll come to you david thank you he's from west palm beach let me read you what's going on with cuba let me read you what's going on with cuba and then we'll go from there uh go to page eight we got a lot we got, I'm, i got three stories to read i don't know if i'm going to read all three at the same time but i got three stories to read mm-hmm. okay so let's go into it so number one a uh, New York Post story. Cubans take the streets in, anti, in massive anti-government protests. Thousands of Cubans took the streets Sunday in protest of the country's food shortages and high prices amid the coronavirus pandemic. The anti-government protests in the capital of Havana lasted about two and a half hours before it was broken up when a few protesters tossed cobblestones at police, leading to several arrests. We are fed up with the cues and shortages That's why I'm here, one middle-aged protester said. The Communist Party is suffering from its worst economic crisis in decades and has recently seen a surge in coronavirus cases. cases. Cuba President Miguel diaz Canal undermined Sunday's demonstrations while visiting the small town of San Antonio de de los Banos, which has been plagued by power shortages. I'm going to continue. The next story is from The Independent. Cuba protests spread to Miami as President threatens battles in the streets. By the way, I landed In Miami last night, okay, when I was in, uh, what do you call it, the Miami airport, Mm -hmm. when this was happening? MIA. Everybody, traffic was the worst I've ever seen, flags everywhere, honking the horn, you see it all over Mm -hmm. the place, right?
1: Well, the Miami airport is just outside of Little Havana. Of course, 45 minutes away, yeah. so.
0: Thousands of thousands of Miami joined protests in solidarity with the Cuban people rallying against the government because of food and vaccine sh- shortages and rising prices. Cubans in the thousands also protested on Sunday against the government of President, Communist Party. We know that. The country is also struggling with the sanctions imposed by the Trump administration after President Barack Obama tried to normalize relations with the country. Sunday's protest was one of the biggest anti-government demonstrations in memory, the uh, Associated Press writes. And the last story I'll write, read is the following. Cubans denounce misery in the biggest protests in decades. The rallies widely viewed as astonishing for a country that limits dissent were set up by economic crisis, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so here's here's a New York Times tweet. Can you pull up the New York Times tweet? Pull up the New York Times tweet, which to me it's very, very con- – Folks, I don't know if you saw this or not. Did you see the New York no, Times tweet? I- no, okay. I would like to see it, though. Here's a New York Times tweet. Here's a New York Times tweet. Tell me what you think about this. Shouting freedom and other anti-government slogans. L- mm-hmm. Let me read that to you again. Shouting freedom and other anti-government. Government slogans. Hundreds of Cubans took the streets and the cities around the country on Sunday to protest food and medicine shortages and a remarkable eruption of discontent not seen in nearly 30 years. Let me, proper English. I'm Middle Eastern. English is my fifth language. So I took EFL, not even ESL, because ESL is second language. EFL is fifth language, right? Okay.
1: Never even heard of that.
0: (laughs) I haven't either. (laughs) Shouting freedom and other anti government slogans. Yeah. Does that mean the word freedom? is a form of an anti-government yes. slogan yes is that how i'm reading it you're reading it or is my english right. off no so right.
1: that is correct so look, new york at the times source. is saying yeah. freedom is an anti-government yes. that's slogan. that's what they're
2: saying of course that's what they're saying yeah. yes well
1: the other thing that they were shouting for the roof they were saying libertad libertad have you ever seen scarface yeah, yeah. that's what they're shouting to no no the only Luba, thing and the other the other thing they were saying was. We are not afraid. We are not afraid. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Yeah, but what so I'm, I'm asking you a question I, I'm here. saying yes.
2: The answer is yes. Now, the only, yeah. thing, open to a, well, the only thing open to interpretation is, well, are they government. referencing Cuba, where it's a communist country and yeah. freedom does mean anti-government, or is that the New York Times philosophy in general? Because yeah, that is so not hard. an act. Every word is thought out very, very clearly through there, Okay. Well,
1: so what's your point with that, Pat? I, I, I'm, I'm feeling he, He's
2: saying the New York Times is saying freedom is anti-government and that they're going to transpose that same thought process here, which is what essentially they're doing. Yeah.
0: I mean, New York Times is saying the word freedom is anti-government.
2: What
1: Anti-Cuban mean? government.
0: No, 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 no. Anti- and, and other anti-government slogans. The word freedom is an anti-government slogan. Since when has the word freedom been a bad word to use? Since when has that been like, hey, any of this stuff? Like today, if you today, watch this, your question for you. If today you Mm -hmm. see somebody with a truck with an American flag on automatically, are they Democrats or Republicans?
2: Republican.
1: Why? (laughs) Why? They're they're more patriotic. But but why, though? I'm confused. I've I've asked myself that same question. I don't get that. being Democrat is somehow seen as less patriotic?
0: Yeah, but what I'm trying to tell you is Democrats are afraid to carry their flags. Because when you drive down, like when it, when you drive down a house, if you see an American flag, mm-hmm. most people are going to say that house is what? It's a Republican house. Yeah. Why though? Why are Republicans proud because to represent their flag and Democrats cannot represent their flag? Because why? Why is that? Why is it patriotic to say freedom is good? Why is it? Why is it such an offensive word nowadays? That New York Times has got the kind of influence they got to say, hey, freedom is an anti-government slogan. What are you talking about? What are we talking about here? I escaped Iran to be here, for what? For freedom. You know when I was in Germany at a refugee camp, you know who was there, people from Albania? People from Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia doesn't even exist today. Mm -hmm. Yugoslavia, Poland, Czechoslovakia, now it's not even Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia, all these other places. All
1: countries that were under Soviet regime. Yeah,
0: and we were all there, we Mm -hmm. all had one in common. We were begging for freedom. Sure. Everybody was afraid to claim their religion. Everybody was afraid. To voice that everybody was afraid, everybody wanted this thing called freedom, Mm -hmm. and today freedom is an anti-government slogan.
2: Wow! You know, two weeks ago on the podcast we were talking about um, CNN celebrating China's 100-year anniversary of communism, and and this ties in with what I'm going to ask you right now. Um, You you look at CNN, you look at the New York Times, they're you know, as Donald Trump used to say they're failing, right? The failing New York Times, but CNN's ratings speak for themselves. You cannot have a 40% dip in your ratings and not have some sort of economic disaster with a company. They go hand in hand. Yeah. So, are they being secretly funded by China? I mean, is that where the revenue gap is coming Who, from? Cuba? Cuban... No, no, I'm talking about liberal media outlets. I'm just wondering, is there First a pipeline of Cuba is of funded cash? by China,
0: just so you know, Cuba is funded by China. China has a chokehold on Cuba. There is a power of china coming in to use cuba as a platform to that that, that is already one of their sure. chess moves That fits their, their profile that's yeah. exactly what so, they do
1: so QBD, let me ask you because maybe Kai, do
0: you have two instead of one i need two i need somebody in their late 30s and somebody in their 20s to give me two perspectives go maybe,
1: ahead maybe i'm just not understanding yeah. this okay but in my opinion and i could be wrong you're gonna probably teach me something as someone who basically had their freedom or rights yeah. taken away in iran yeah Shouting freedom, libertà, or against the government in Cuba, anti government, anti communist, you know regimes. Yeah. Why is that a bad thing? I I'm not understanding the, the like no, whether, whether no. this was the New York Times, New York Post, no, 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 Washington no. What Post. I'm, what I'm, I'm saying, not understanding that.
0: Why is it a bad thing?
1: Yeah, like what, shouting freedom for, while you're under you're right, a communist I, regime I, I is not a bad thing.
0: I don't think it is. What right. I'm saying is a bad thing, the fact yeah. that New York Times categorically puts the word freedom as an anti-government slogan.
1: Anti-Cuban government.
0: They, it said anti-government slogan. But
1: they're talking about Cuba.
0: It's not it's not about but, but what do you mean talking about Cuba? It's an anti The whole
1: story is about Cuba. Let me
0: ask you, bring yeah. that tweet back up. Are you sincerely telling me you don't see messaging in the title? You don't see any? You don't read into this messaging? I don't, messaging? but that's why I
1: asked the question right. for you to okay. inform me. Well, then that... I'm thinking, shouting freedom and other government slogans, hundreds of Cubans took to the streets. So I'm thinking this is a Cuban story. I'm yeah, not reading into I, it I, I get that, that this is American. You know what they or... could have done? They okay. could have
0: done... They could have done shouting many other things, but saying freedom and other anti-government slogans, other anti-government slogans. What is wrong with shouting freedom? Nothing. Is, Nothing. But New York Times is calling that an anti-government slogan. But it is
1: an anti-government slogan in Cuba. You cannot. It's, okay, yeah. so in New York They're Times. They're protesting the government. Let me ask, you a, question. Let me ask right? you a question.
0: Is Is New York Times anti-government or pro-government?
1: I guess they're pro-government. You I guess,
0: guess they're I guess. pro-government? What do you mean you guess they're pro-government?
1: I, I, don't, I don't have, like, the strong opinion on New York Times. I think this is a story about Cuba. I'm not reading into oh, it. Oh, buddy. But, that's, that's, why prob- question, that's, but that's, prob- that's why I asked the that's question, But that's the I'm problem. That's why I asked the question. I'm not reading into it
0: further. That's the problem with the fact that you don't realize the power of wordsmithing. Let me tell you, there was a movie called uh, Flash of Genius. You ever seen a movie Flash of Genius? Mm-mm. It's the story about the intermittent, uh, what do you call it, windshield wiper. The, kid, the guy that invents the intermittent windshield wiper. If you've okay. never seen this, you gotta watch this movie. Okay? He invents it, he goes, presents it to Ford, Ford steals it from him. <laughs> they say he didn't come up with it, we came up with it. He shows it to Chrysler, Ford, to everybody. They take it. He gets nothing for it. He goes against them for years. Loses his marriage. Loses his kids. Loses everything. Eventually, years later, he gets paid $28 million. And everybody had to officially say that this man invented invented the intermittent windshield wiper. He represents himself because he has no money. He's so broke. And he gets up there and he says, Ford says, to create the intermittent, uh, uh, what do you call it, the windshield wiper, wiper, all you need is four pieces. You need this, you need this, you need that, you need this. Meaning force trying to say it's not a big deal. He didn't invent anything unique. Mm -hmm. He says, you're right, but I got a question for you. Um, I'm going to use a few words. Tell me if you've ever used these words in your vocabulary. You ever used the word success? Yes. You ever used the word high? Yes. You ever used the word happy? You ever used the word the? You ever used the word there? Like, yeah, where are you going with this? He says, how come you never wrote a best-selling book just like he puts the book up Mm -hmm. which is the all-time best-selling book of all he sold you know hundreds of millions of copies how come you've never written a best-selling book all the words in this book are words you know Mm -hmm. but the problem with you is you don't know how to put the words in the right order to become a bestseller the author here did what i did is i know how to put those four items together that anybody could have done, and I invented it. I own the rights to it. They need to pay up, and they need to tell because you've cost me my marriage, my family, my kids. They need to say publicly. There is power in word smithing. Mm-hmm. New York Times has a lot of influence, and they know how to put words together to manipulate the agenda they're trying to impose to the average American voter that doesn't read into it, and they say, freedom, anti-government slogan. And they say, yeah, you know what, freedom. Yeah, people who say freedom, people who say freedom, people who say freedom, they're probably Republicans. No, freedom is why America was is, is the greatest nation on the planet today. Yeah. It could still change. Right. Mm-hmm. Freedom is the reason why America is yeah. so special. Freedom of speech, freedom of enterprise, freedom of assembly, freedom of religion, I can go on with all these different freedoms that they provide yeah. you. But now it's an anti-government slogan.
2: Let me just say this. As a writer, uh, that is 100% part of the New York Times messaging. That is Mm. what they do. It's subtle, but it's consistent and it's constant. They use the word freedom as an anti-government slogan. If they were doing what you think they were doing, because it's a story of Cuba, they should have said shouting freedom. And other phrases in Cuba that might be interpreted as anti-government, comma, go on with it. But they didn't do that. So that's the exact— well, that, was like,
1: I, that was like a 50 words rather than, than four words. Yeah,
2: but there's no limit on tweet Twitter now. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's exactly what they did. They, they made yeah. that—they do it all the time. Yeah,
0: Let me call this guy here. David, I'm calling you here from Cuba. Let's see what David has to say on what it is to— have lived in Cuba for 15 years. David, if you're listening, I'm calling you. And the next person I'm calling right after this is Rolando Gonzalez. David, can you hear us? I called him. Do you want me to put him on speaker or what do you want me to do? He's on. David, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, David, so tell us. Tell us your background, what you do, what your experience has been with Cuba, how many years you lived there. Give us a little bit about your background, 30 seconds. Hey,
3: Patrick, first of all, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I came to this country when I was 18 years old. That was uh, six years ago. I came by myself, no family, only a couple friends in here. Um, I've been listening to you for a long time. I started my business uh, listening love to it. you. So I love this country. And one of the reasons I love this country is uh, because you have at least two sides. And that's what people don't understand about Cuba. Uh, on the news right now, they're saying that we are protesting against uh, COVID and against food, nothing like that. In response to Adam, what, what are they saying about that? It's because the news over here, they don't want to discuss against the socialists. And the only reason that we are protesting in Q1 is because of the communist regime, nothing else. We have been for 62 years, we have no food, we have no liberty, nothing. So right now we're tired
0: of, of, of all that. And uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry for my English. I, I learned totally fine. English. You're good, bro. You're doing a great job. David, tell me, are you in communication with your family in Cuba right now? Yeah. So what they did yesterday, after the first day yep. of everything going to the street, they shut down the Internet. So right now they got our
3: entire country shut down. So the only way that we can uh, spoke with them is paying, uh, paying money over here. or making them pay money over there. But they cannot share anything that is happening right now. So they, they all, I, I with my mom 20, uh, 20 minutes ago. Much better. They got like on the they got on like on the on the smaller towns they got on the on the center of the town. Yeah. They Got the president on the speaker shouting like like everything is okay. This is uh, a of the United States because embargo. There is no embargo because they still have gas. Yes, they are millionaires and the, the people from Cuba are hungry and uh, they are ripping the people from United States here because we have to send anything to 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 help our moms and uh, our family in Cuba. Like for example, Patrick, my brother is a doctor. He he, he used to make forty dollars in Cuba a month. That How is much? the highest salary How in Cuba. How much money? Four, 40 dollars a month.
0: Wait, let me get this straight. Your brother's a doctor, he made forty dollars a month is the highest salary in Cuba as a doctor.
3: As a doctor. And used to put that in perspective. Right now, a Tylenol, like ten pill of Tylenol for headaches, is a hundred dollars in Cuba. Wow. It's a hundred dollars. So think Alan, think about that. When, uh, when you guys talk about socialism and communism and uh, the left wing, and I'm saying this, I really like you and it's really good to have Democrat friends because I have Democrat friends and all that's good. That You guys are good because we, we need two sides. You know, sometimes we are too over ourselves and you, it's good to have two sides. But the, the, the side that is ruling this country, the Democrats, the main guys, they're all corrupts because they, they don't even want to talk about Cuba right now. Because a lot of Cuba voted for Biden because it's the same reason that you say because you don't like Trump, and we don't like Trump either. But we know that this was going to happen. If we have Trump right now in business, even though that we don't like it, he was going to put a, a better position in Cuba. And the reason that Biden is not taking that position is because they are trying to protect their agenda, like the socialist agenda that they get. So uh, my brother, my brother was a doctor. He made forty dollars in Cuba, so he had to go. Uh, work five, seven, seven uh, days a week, and after he finished saving lives with the motorcycle that he bought, making a uh, bakery in our home, so he, he 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 had to go to the doctor, uh, save life, and then come back and spend four or five hours of making like small uh, bakery uh, to sell. We help helping my mom, helping everybody, help, and that's that's the only way that you can survive in Cuba.
0: Let me let so, me ask you a question, uh, David. When when Trump uh, announced the sanctions nine months ago. That he put on Cuba, where no American person can stay on a uh, a property in Cuba. I believe that's a Cuban-owned property. When he put uh-huh. those sanctions to hurt the economy of Cuba, to hopefully have a revolution where the people would go up against the government. How did the people in Cuba feel about Trump's sanctions he posed against Cuba?
3: Patrick, ninety-five percent of Cubans know that that is good because they, even with, wow. without that sanctions, they still having bad drones for sixty-two years. There's nothing new. For 62 years, we have to send money from here to the Western Union, let's say. So what they do is they take your dollars, the, the dollar that I make, they keep it, and then they give you some monopoly uh, dollars to the to the people. So right now, instead of making, if I send $100 in Cuba right now, they only give it like 80 And on paper, that doesn't work for nothing. So everybody in Cuba, don't let like the news from here, letting you otherwise. Everybody in Cuba... Knows that we have to be harder with the with the deterioration because even though the, these sanctions don't affect nothing in the country, they only affect the people on uh, on power. Mm. They got they got uh, they got uh, they got visa right now. Uh, Castro's sons, Castro's daughter, everybody is playing out. Raúl Castro, they t- he took a, a plane yesterday to Venezuela. So I've been talking, I've been texting to your program like for four months, uh, four uh, four weeks ago, Patrick, because I know that you do a lot of interviews with everybody. I've been following for a lot of years, and I hope in the future you can do something about this. The main reason that we got this socialist influence on the United States right now is Cuba. Cuba is behind Venezuela. Military in Cuba is running Venezuela.
0: Well, first of all, David, thank you so much for uh, being uh, uh, giving us your perspective. Uh, of where you're at. Uh, uh, and appreciate you listening to this. Completely different perspective on what you said on what's going on with Cuba. Uh, once again, thank you for your time, David. Appreciate you.
3: And Padre, hello? Yeah. I'm
0: Padre, listening. Go ahead.
3: Uh, yeah, just want to uh, shout out to my people in San Nicolas, Body they, they came out to the street yesterday, but they're in smaller towns. People in Havana, come away. big cities are still out. And from my people here in the United States, I want to let you know this is what happened when you let people from the government take your guns. This is what happened with the government, it's too big. All this stimulus checks, that's what they do. They give you free money now, and then when they take it apart from you, 10 years, 15 years from now, you have nothing. So you cannot defend yourself. And Patrick, for the people that are saying that this is a civil war, this is no civil war, because we don't have guns. They are killing my people in the town. My people have nothing, not, not even uh, not even alcohol bottles with fire. They got nothing. And they, they kill a kid yesterday, 13 years old, the police get a kid and uh, wow. they shoot somebody on the face right next to my town. So they are killing my people. Don't let the news say it otherwise. This is like Hong Kong, like everybody say, they are trying to say something different. No, my people is out of the street. We don't have guns. We are trying to take the gun from the police, but we can't, we don't have guns. They got tanks, they got everybody. Everybody in the United States right now is asking for intervention military in Cuba. We don't care what happened next. We just don't want the territory there. For, for all that I care, go And take over Cuba and, and make Cuba in the next Puerto to Rico. Even if he want to stay, even if Elon Musk want to send Tesla factory and make everybody on Cuba work work for the minimum salary, they can do that. We Cubans are part of that. We don't we don't care about the 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 the, the, the companies, the socialists. That's why everybody in Cuba is voting for Trump because something something different was here. Every 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 people here ask, oh, why Cuban people vote for Trump? Because this situation. Every immigrant that is right here in this country right now. We have been ruling from our left government. We here from the left. Oh, my gosh. That's why we are a right.
0: It's tough to debate that. Now, this is firsthand. David, once again, appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Have a good one.
2: Appreciate
0: it. Anytime. What a perspective. Wow. What a perspective. Don't you
2: think we really have to follow what our reaction as a country is in Cuba, other than saying we're monitoring it? I mean, don't we have to step in and help these people at some point? Not militarily, though. The perspective that the
0: media gives you. They tell you the reason why this is happening is because of coronavirus. Jen, what's it, Psaki, What's her name? Jen Saki. She said it's because uh, we need to send them more vaccine shots. That's why they're protesting. They're not protesting vaccine, buddy. This is not a vaccine yeah, protest. Yeah. This is not a COVID protest. This is they're sick and tired of a doctor making 40 yeah. bucks a month yeah.
4: and candy. Tylenol
0: costs yeah. $100 for yeah. 10 pills? Right. You kidding me? And you heard what he said about the gun thing yeah. where police killed a 13-year-old yeah. yesterday in the city in the yeah. town right next to the town. He was... Uh, uh, Living it, complete different perspective. I'm going to call the next person yeah. here. Yeah. Rolando Gonzalez is a mechanic, mechanical engineer from Cuba. Moved at 26 years old and has lived here for lived in Florida for the last 14 years. So 40 years old, 26 years in Cuba. Let's yeah. see what perspective how, how, he's got for us. Two things.
2: How Go the they shut off the internet. I mean, how horrific is that for everybody? They can't even communicate, and they took no their guns. Card. So forget about having a coup. Hello, how do you communicate? I mean, they haven't had yeah.
5: guns.
0: Rolando, how are you? Hi, Davy. How you doing?
5: I'm doing fine. I'm appreciated you take this
0: time. Any So give us perspective. What do you think about what's going on? And if you're communicating with your family in Cuba, what did they tell you? And that telling you that's happening over there that the media is not telling us.
5: First, than anything, I want to say thank you to you guys, Tom, Adams, Patrick, Kai, everyone's there for you know help me to tell the world what is happening in Cuba. Shout out to David. He he explained a lot. I think right now we are on big problems. I I be in communication with my family yesterday night. They was able to use VPN mm-hmm. to get access to WhatsApp, and they don't know I'm from a small town. They don't know anything about what's happening around there. I begin to send them pictures to them, and I helping them to put the other cell phones that they got to VPN also, yeah. so they can be able to see. The, the, the big problem is we don't have internet. They don't have communication in between. They chop down the light. They, they're playing something now they call Plan Cacique, which is like take it out the communication, take the towns. They mobilize regular people to fight on different towns. Let's say if you are from Miami, they take you from Miami to fight to follow The people, and then they bring people from Fall order to fight Miami.
0: Why are they doing that? Yeah. What's the reason for doing that?
5: Well, they say... They say in Cuba, you have to go to military service is obligatory, right? Yeah, yeah. So they prepare you for that, right? So what they're doing is they say, oh, these people are from, you know, is a uh, people that got influence from the United States. So let's going to put it, you know, let's going to bring us to what we need or social shit, you know, yeah. and there is communication between both ways. The problem is, you are from a small town. You don't know anything. What is happening in, in the town next to you? Yep. And they take you there. When they put you there, you don't know what you're fighting for. You know, you were training to fight, you know, an enemy from outside of the country, not to your own people. Mm. That's what they're doing. Um, I sent Kai, I sent Kai on the text uh, a picture how they are like two two policemen with a young kid that's 13 year old that they kill. They got, I sent you another video there also. Um, you can put it after um, second 40. You can see how like six, eight people beating to each other. It, it's crazy. What the police is doing is totally run.
0: Let me ask you a question. Totally who's, who's creating this division? Is there a division being created? Oh, it's the
5: government. It's the government.
0: So how are, they, they are how te- are they pinning people against each other? What's their method of pinning people against each other?
5: Okay, so they go to your home says, okay. We got an intervention and we need your be a part of this one because you are part of the reserve, right? Yeah. Yep. They take you, they put you in another town. Yeah, you don't have any news. You don't know anything. Like the same. You was talking about the the, the that news there that was totally run. It's the same with CNN. Yesterday now was say, what is this? they they're getting the information so run, they don't get the right information. Everything that David said before was right. He was totally right. They're manipulating the information, going in and out. And here, the left is doing the same.
0: Let me, let me ask you this other question. When you are somebody that lived in Cuba for 26 years, you've been here for four, four, uh, 14 years, you're 40 years old. I'm assuming you got, you got a family, right? You're a family man yourself? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. How, how do you see what's happened in America? Do you see any similar trends with what's happening here with what happened in Cuba? Do you see any similar trends?
5: Oh, definitely, definitely. I would say something pretty. Shout out to Ben Shapiro Jetta. He says something pretty good. Let's take the people who does not love America, send them to Cuba. Or let's bring <laughs> the people who love who love freedom, bring them here.
0: Yeah, to do that, that's going to be absolutely impossible because AOC will have a very hard time selling her $20 sweaters for $60 in Cuba because even a doctor couldn't <laughs> afford to buy her sweater in right. Cuba. Yeah. Uh, anyways, dirty, thank you, sir. Right? Rolando. One, think...
1: one question for you. Yeah, go for it. Sure. What's your name again, buddy? Rolando. Rolando. Un pregunta. Yes, sir. Other than the <laughs> COVID, right? Obviously, that's changed the world. What's different now between five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago? Socialism, okay. communism, Castro, they've been there. What's different now other than COVID? Okay, first, you b- back, like, like, let's say a
5: year ago, you got two two currencies there. You can buy at least with that two currencies. Now you get paid on Cuban money, but you cannot buy on Cuban money. You have to buy with dollars. Then they say, no, we don't want dollars. We want euros now. So basically, they're paying you in Cuban money, but you cannot go and, and buy, let's say, a beer or or just like cigarettes so you're
1: you saying the one, you're saying the one thing that has changed is the currency that's accepted
5: well again this is just because they want the people from the outside pay their their things you know let's say if i send now money to my family yeah they cannot they, let's say i put it here a hundred dollars a hundred and thirty dollars yeah. my family get a hundred dollars but they don't get a hundred dollars. They get it in Cuban money, right? Same thing right? David said, by the way. They, they can't. They cannot go to the. They cannot go That's to the store crazy. and buy food. They're
1: taxing them. So, crazy, so let me ask no you a question.
0: Game. So, if you wire money from here, if you send money, money, money from here, Western Union to your family in no, Cuba, they no, don't get no, all the money. No, no, no,
5: no, black market, black market. You don't do Western black Union. Market. Is
1: what he's saying.
0: It's... You don't yeah. do. You don't do Western no. Union. Over no, they,
5: they 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 go out of the country. They go out of the country. So it's basically if you go to the government, you put like hundred and thirty here, you probably get like eighty there. But always they don't have money. Rolando who, who is, Rolando,
0: who is covering the story on media? Like if you were to say a a certain podcast, a certain news station, a certain newspaper that's covering the accurate stories of what's going on in Cuba, who would you say it okay. is? Okay, okay.
5: Um, is a is a radio guy from Miami that make an interview to Joe 12 which is a, a musician from. From Cuba who live in Miami, they're covering the the history pretty good there. Uh, what's his name? What, what's his name? Is uh, from the group Orichas. Yeah, Jotuel. Can you write that
0: down? Let's write that down. It's see y- what He's in Miami. Like we'll, we'll try to get a hold like of him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry.
5: Well, Y O
0: T U E L. Mm-hmm. Y O T U E L. You're twelve. Yeah. Your twelve. These okay.
5: people these people are these people are covering the history pretty good. Um I will I would suggest to go to Facebook and look for people who are posting videos, you know? And all the news here and saying, Oh, this protest was just on Sunday. It wasn't just on Sunday. It was Sunday, Monday, and still doing today again. What's, the,
1: but what's we are that? But um, we're getting the videos pretty late. Ricky always because, talks trash about Jorge Ramos. Is yeah. that his name? What? what are your thoughts on Jorge Ramos? I I don't like it. I don't see any—honestly, I I don't see any Latin um, media at all. Hmm.
0: You don't see any what? You don't see any what? Oh, you mean for Univision?
5: Yeah. Like like Latinos, Latinos, Latinos media? No. No Univision, no Telemundo.
0: Let me ask you a question. Why Why are so many Latinos in America not supportive of what you stand for? Why are so many Latinos in media who escaped socialism, who escaped— the, the experiences they had, why are they not supporting, you know, and, and I'm not talking about everybody. There's a lot of people that are. There's a lot of people in media that will say it's not fair what's going on. And by the way, that, that could be on the left and the right. You heard what Rubio said yesterday. You heard what the mayor of Miami, Suarez, said Morris. yesterday. He was out there protesting. He was out there representing the people on the Sunday regime and Monday.
1: The now. This is not negotiable. Yeah, That's this is not said. negotiable.
0: Why, why are so many people in media just kind of like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's COVID. It's because, vaccine.
5: Because— because first thing is Patrick, language is a huge barrier, and a lot of people is coming from Cuba. They don't have, they don't speak English. Even my English is pretty bad, but I can understand everything. Yeah. People doesn't doesn't speak English, so the only way that they That's have to see is, is whatever they see on, on media. That's a and powerful Telemundo point. Telemundo's
0: That's you know, a very that, powerful point.
5: I, I would say, is, guys, I I, love, I know what you're doing. I follow you guys, and I think it's pretty good the way that you're doing. Honestly, I open Google every morning, read the news, and my other, my uh, the other way that I do is just go to your podcast.
0: Well, that's yeah. glad, that's great to hear, and we appreciate the support, Rolando. Thank you so much for giving us perspective on how things are going right now in Cuba, uh, and uh, we wish you and your family nothing but the very best, man. Appreciate you. Thank you.
5: Thank you, guys. That's Take right, care. Bye
0: bye. How interesting is that? You hear about? You know, it's crazy. Somebody commented. They said, "Now has this become a right-wing podcast?" Is what somebody said. No, not what at p- all. What part of what we just did? Th- do we do we know who Rolando is? I I don't know. Who Rol- no. I've never met this guy. Do I know who David is? I've never no. met David Brando. Mm. We're getting perspective mm. of what they're saying, but yeah. because the story and the narrative they're saying doesn't match what Telemundo, what mm-hmm. Univision, and what CNN and what MSNBC or what some others are saying. This is automatically a right wing yeah. versus no, a don't. group of people that are independent thinkers. Yes, you may be a little bit more center left. Yes, I may be a little bit more yeah. center right. Yes, you may be a little bit, whatever different feelings that we have. But automatically, look where identity politics goes. You yeah. automatically go, that's what this person is. That's what that person so is. So let me just say
1: something. Yeah. Here. I'm born and raised in Miami. I've grown up with Cubans all of, like, born and raised in Miami. I yeah. mean, I, I grew up, I lived up until moving up to Boca a mile outside of little havana i tons of cuban friends i know the mayor very well yep. i have tons of cuban friends and this is nothing new meaning they've been they came here in the late 70s early 80s obviously you know people came here in the 1950s after castro but the people i know have been here for a long time this is nothing new in regards to we've been we've known what socialism and communism has done to cuba and venezuela for years what i think is happening now wh- wh- where the covid thing is is one of the things that Cuba gets recognized for is their socialized medicine and socialized education. And that is clearly falling apart right now. COVID has exacerbated the problems that exist in communism. Now there's food shortages. Obviously, they turned off the internet, social uh, unrest, high food prices, collapsing infrastructure. Kai, I actually went to Cuba. I don't know if we want to pull this up right now, but this is nothing new. Miamians have been talking trash about Cuba forever. So here's a good little story. this is it's a nice facade of what's going on. They got the nice cars, basically from the 1950s. It looks great and this is the town center, Cali. We can just keep going. and but then you start driving around when you're in these cars and you see the actual infrastructure. So I went to Cuba 2014, I want to say, uh, under the Obama administration. But basically when you peel back from, you know here's a guy it was our it was our' it was our driver seemed like a happy guy. But it seems nice it seems um what's the word that you know it's like a throwback almost but then when you actually get in the car and start driving around cuba here's what we saw
0: raise the volume volume,
1: Kai? all right so we're taking a tour in one of you know a 1960 thunderbird and then we drive past this street right here people live there people live there that's (laughs) where people live and here's what what used to be a gorgeous building and then just crumbling infrastructure. And that was my biggest takeaway from being in Cuba because we were there for 48 hours. We had a good time, you know, 12 Miami dudes having a nice time in Cuba uh, for my friend Keith's bachelor party. But this is my Somebody biggest takeaway. Saying, What's your point? Saudi? Here's my point. The facade of communism looks great on the outside. Yeah. The nice, nice, uh, yeah. you know, uh, capital looks good. You're in these nice cars. Then you start driving into the neighborhoods. My biggest takeaway is you see all these buildings that are gorgeous architecture, gorgeous, and then just crumbling, crumbling from the inside. So we stayed in a nice hotel. We're thinking, oh, this looks pretty cool. No no big deal. It's nice here. And then you start driving the streets and you start seeing the people that are going on there and the crumbling infrastructure. And then you realize, oh, OK, that's what's going on behind the scenes. Here, let so let that me st- building is an example.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. My heart goes out to every Cuban that's living in Cuba right now. When you when you call your revolt and what you're doing your uprising misery you can understand what the conditions are and the government only makes it worse and worse and worse for them taking their electricity taking their internet so prayers for you guys and i'm hoping some people with money here in the united states some influential cubans can do something i don't know what what oh, he's on it trying for to years. tell
0: you is the fact that they're not even letting money get in there because they're taxing the money that's going into the system mm-hmm. so they're not even letting that take place anyway so Look, more power to Rolando and David for giving perspective. Now you kind of have an idea from people that live there and are saying what is currently taking place when they're communicating. It's even hard for them to communicate with the people there. Yesterday, AOC, go to AOC's Twitter account. I don't know if she's already tweeted 40 other things. We're not going to be able to find it. But just go on Twitter, type in AOC, go to her, uh, yeah, go straight to her. Uh, let's see what we got here. Keep going up, keep going up, keep going up, keep going up. there Okay, here's, here's a message that you have. Uh, go, go up one, go up one. So she said this, Martin Luther King was murder confronting, confronting, today's GOP, we are gutting the very Voting Rights Act King worked for, you don't want to believe. It. There's a go up one more. Like Matter of fact, click on that one right there, the bottom one. The one that says whites, it must be frankly said, okay, go up. She says something else on the bottom. Keep going, right there. The quote of King is not from an early work. It is from one of his last words. Where do we go from here, chaos or community? Uh, If all sorts of folks who claim what MLK would do actually studies at work, they would understand he was a radical and and an anti-capitalist, too. You know what's crazy? She says that. Now, go to my Twitter account. Go to my Twitter account, and, and I retweeted her, and I had my thoughts to say about this here. Okay. Go up, and let me see where it's at. There you go. While the world is witnessing the people of Cuba protest against socialism and communism, you trash capitalism. Terrible timing to bash capitalism, especially when you're the ultimate capitalist using your platform to sell $20 sweaters for $60, right? So the point is, she has a platform to trash capitalism. Young, innocent, naive people who have never lived in Cuba, who have never lived in Iran, who have never lived in a communistic regime before, look at that and say, oh my gosh, she knows what she's talking about. Words have a lot of, power. And today, these words are influencing the younger audience to say, capitalism sucks, rich people suck, socialism is the way to go. Right? That's a direction we want to kind of pitch America to go. The good news is that we're starting to see people like Ashton Kutcher, McConaughey, some of these other guys just saying, I don't know if that's the direction we want to go. Mm-hmm. Hopefully those people will rise up more and they'll push back some of these initiatives. I, I There's going to come a time, next 10 to 20 years, when she's going to run for president. And I've already told you what my belief system is, what percentage it is. The day she becomes a president, folks, be ready. This is all I'm going to tell you. The day she becomes a president, she is going... If you fast forward between now and 20 years from now, how many followers do you think AOC is going to have in 20 years? If right now she's got 12 and what do you think she's going to have in 10 million. years? 50 million? What are you talking about? In 10 years, how many followers do you think she'll have?
2: 150 probably. She's probably
0: going to be 150 million follower person. Mm. Passing agenda like this, what do you think is going to be the chance of her running? Very, very high. Brace for impact. I had one of my employees, I was speaking to him. I said, so uh, uh, house, family, house, kids, house. this? He said, you know what, my wife and I made one decision. What's that? We're not going to have kids. So why not? I said, to be honest with you, we talked to the family about this. This is a conservative family. I said, why are you not having kids? He says, Pat, with everything that's going on today, why have kids when we know whatever we do to raise the kids, the school, the media, everybody's trying to shape their way of thinking that we can't win that battle. Did you see the video that I said? By know the way, I, I
1: think that's a horrible perspective. It's not I don't know a, who said that. But it's, it's not I a, think that's a decision a, a couple has. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know who you, said it. I don't it know why a, they said it. it is a. I think
0: that's a cop-out. First though. of all, I'm having four kids. You think exactly. I'm sitting there agreeing with the guy? What I'm trying to tell you is the fact that people are afraid of having kids because no, they're no, worried sure. about how dangerous it is right now. Like, if right now, if right now, you know in the next 10 or 20 years, a person like AOC is going to be president, you excited about it?
1: No, I wouldn't be excited about it, but that wouldn't prevent me from having kids.
0: not saying you. That's like a
1: doomsday scenario. He's like a prepper. Whoever that is, is like a prepper.
0: Not you, but there are a lot of people who are educated, smart people who are worried about what the future looks like. The only reason somebody's not having kids today is because they're worried about the next 10, 20, 30 years.
2: Look, I get the guy's perspective. I mean, look, yesterday, I'm flying here. and uh, you well, know, I get married. I don't oh, get it. I got so oh, many we could questions. A week ago, my daughter asked me, my daughter, Ivana asked me, hey, Dad, do you think we're going to have to wear masks next year at school? I said, no way. Look, at, California's open right now. It feels normal. Everything's great. There's no way. Yesterday, they announced masks are I mandatory. That. I saw that. And then they did an about face later, I think, and they said that every school district's going to be able to make that decision. I was so depressed when I heard that. I mean, they're mm-hmm. coming after these kids again. They've yeah. already robbed a year and a half of their life. Literally, they've taken it from but them. But the kids are never going to back get to it school back. Yeah, well, of course, they are no, going no, back to school. You. They are going back to school. And they yes. were
1: not in school. Like, your kids were not in school all last year in California. Uh,
2: they they weren't. They didn't go back to school until April, and then it was like one or two hours a day, one or two days a week. So. But at
1: least for right now. You know, school doesn't start till August, September. Yeah, the plan I, is the they're going, going back full go time. But I, they
2: better not be wearing masks. That's all I can say.
0: The, mm-hmm. But but California can impose that on them if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. California can say... You know, they're going to be uh, uh, not wearing masks or wearing masks, having to do that, and they have nothing to say. You can't say nothing no, can't. about that nothing. at all. Larry Kudlow mm-hmm. has a story that came out. Let's go to page eight. Here's what he had to say. Larry Kudlow is with uh, Fox Business. He said, "We are fighting for the souls, of Ameri- for the soul of America. We are fighting for the very soul of this great country, and there's no better way to do it than to compare the ultra-blue state of California versus the ultra-red state of Florida. California had some of the hardest COVID lockdown measures while Florida was among one of the first states to reopen way back in May of 2020. California's economy has a 7.9% unemployment rate. Florida is below 5%. California has a 13.3% top income tax rate. Florida does not have an income tax. California has amongst the biggest homeless population in the country. Though it has only 12% of America's population, California has one quarter of America's homeless. Let me read that one more time. Even though California only has 12% of America's population, California has a quarter, 25% of America's homeless. Florida is the America's freest state, according to Cato Institute survey, number one in fiscal freedom, number one in educational freedom. Cato dubs California one of the least free states, and flat out dubs it the most cronyest state in the union. New York Post columnist Kylie Smith says again, the most cronyest state in the union. Croniest means People who are able to buy politicians mm-hmm. in that state to get any agenda they want to get past it. Adam, you're a big Larry Kudlow guy. What do you think about what he has to say about this?
1: Yeah, I actually, you know, he's on Fox Business. He was um, at one point for a brief stint for like less than a year. Trump's economic advisor is on his council. Look, uh, there. you you talked about being a wordsmith <laughs> earlier about yeah. the New York Times. Uh Larry Kudlow did some wordsmithing here, especially stats or wordsmithing? As, no, you relax call stats relax. Wordsmithing? Let me can I You can call
0: I, stats wordsmithing?
1: Can I say my point?
0: But but you call would you stats call, would you... wordsmithing? I'm asking you a question.
1: <laughs> I, did I get can I say my point? You <laughs> usually ask me what's my point, but yeah. I'm about to get to my point. I I'm so I'm not talking for about here. the stats. Tell me tell I'm me saying, the stats. Here's my note since you so rudely interrupted, sir. Tell us. I said he's right, but it's over dramatic. As an example, here's my problem with him. Yeah. The ultra-red state of Florida? Are you willing to say that Florida is no, ultra-red? Texas red? is
0: ultra By the way, today- Texas
1: isn't even ultra-red. Hear
0: me out. Today, today, many people would say Florida's more red than Texas today. Many people would say Florida and Texas has, have switched in the last 18 months. I don't agree with COVID. that. However, I, don't, I'm just I telling see the argument. He, are he may have
1: been yeah. look,
2: saying the government is ultra-red.
1: But, let, but let's look, hear your the brilliant sand- point. The Continue your is point. The, is, I think, sh- look, as someone who- has lived in Florida's all life, I think you would be willing to say DeSantis has done a good job here. Marco Rubio, little Marco Rubio, Rick Scott, those are both senators, Republican senators. Mallier. I'm just I'm taking not notes,
0: buddy. Keep Alabama,
1: going. West Virginia, Mississippi, yes. states that no one's trying to sure. live in, by the way. Sure. When you move out of you didn't think, well, what's going right. on in West Virginia this month? That didn't happen.
0: I definitely didn't think California okay. New York either, by the okay. way. Okay,
1: yeah. exactly. And yeah. the, the whole reason, look. The numbers are true. I'm not debating that. The, my, my whole thing was he's right, but it's dramatic. It's a dramatic effect. Yeah. This is wordsmithing here. Yeah. The ultra-red state of Florida, no. This is as purple as it gets. It's voted uh, Clinton. It's voted Obama. It's voted Trump. It's voted Biden. Like, it goes either way. However, I think Larry Kudlow has a major point here. I'm in Florida. I'm thankful for living in Florida. It's the freest state in the goddamn union. Respect. Now let's talk to a socialist over here from California. Yeah.
0: Okay, go back to your point. Yeah smithing stats?
1: I'm saying I didn't. I didn't say anything you about agree? the stats, Pat. Do you agree? I agree with the stats.
0: So you do agree with the stats? I said he's right and stats. he's true.
1: He's just over dramatic.
0: Okay. What the over dramatic part is? The one peri- ultra
1: red state Which of Florida. I disagree with. Exactly. Fine. That's my point. But, but the
0: stats tell a very
1: and I agree with the stats. I'm not, I'm not questioning the right. stats. Right.
0: The stats tell you exactly. What's going I'm thankful on to live in Florida and not California. Like this. Let's yes. talk to a California. you know what? Do you know how many people I've brought over here? Yeah. And they've stayed here for a week, let's just say, okay? Mm-hmm. I went to a restaurant the other day, whatever it's called, uh, Blue Moon something-something. It's right across Fort lot. Of, it's actually a real nice restaurant. I don't know what it's called. It's a nice restaurant. You go pay lunch is like, you know, uh, uh, you pay six. Blue Martini. I don't know what it's called. Nice restaurant on the water. So I'm there. I'm leaving. Uh, uh, and I'm getting the valet. This 65-year-old lady's outside with a mask on. And she says, I cannot believe the level of irresponsibility of these people in Florida. How do you guys dare walk around without a mask on? And Dylan and Tico and Senna are right next to me, right? And my dad next to me, I'm like, really? I said, ma'am, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Where are you from? I'm from California. We are responsible there. Really? What part of California? What do you know about California? I said, I may know a little bit about California. Where are you from? Mission Viejo. Do you know where that's at? Yeah, I lived in California 24 years in SoCal. Okay. I said, you know what I've noticed about Californians? She said, what? I said, I've noticed in Californians, whether you're left or right, you're miserable today. Why? Because the ones who are on the left who Mm -hmm. believe everybody should wear a mask, they think everybody's an idiot who doesn't wear a mask, and they're so bitter. And the ones on the right are so bitter today because they don't want to be forced to wear a mask. California has become bitter county. And there's a lot of people that are bitter like yourself. And nobody can make anybody happy in California. That's why a lot of people, man, from your state are coming to states like Texas and Florida. Whatever she walked <laughs> <laughs> What are the odds
2: that she ran yeah. into
0: you in the valet yeah, line? I mean, come <laughs> on. you can So... Anyways, what are your thoughts? My
2: thoughts are, hey, you know, I'm going to take the positive spin here. 12% of the population lives in California. We have 25% of the homeless population. We're overachievers. I mean, we're amazing. Respect. You know, here's the thing. At at what point do people with common sense and intelligence understand that um, it doesn't have to continue to be this way? There are alternatives, and it starts with government. And and you know what? We have the big election coming up Mm -hmm. here. I don't know if we have a shot or not. But it's easy to take shots at California right now because we deserve it, and you don't see a lot of hope. Um, he he's also very good at getting the attention. He he said that he sees Florida and South Florida replacing Wall Street. I just don't see that happening. Do you? I mean, could you act it, actually it would see? Ta- it, it, it would take this state, state
0: like not state as a state of yeah. Texas. It would take the state the current state of economy in New York to stay like this for a decade. Mm-hmm. If it does, it can happen. But if it changes, if California and New York change right. within the next 18 months, no, let's just yeah. say Larry, Larry Elder announced yesterday he's running for governor for California. I don't know if you heard that or not. Hmm. Last night, Larry Elder, Interesting. you know who Larry Elder yeah, is, who helped flip, I think, uh, Rubin? Black conservative. Is it, uh, yeah, black conservative. He announced yesterday he's yeah, running he's for Michael governor Rubin. of the state of California. David hey,
1: Rubin, David Rubin.
0: David Rubin. Yeah. And Larry Elder's got a big following in the state of, California. He's got a big following, period. Huh. He's obviously loved and hated because he's hated. He's got a lot of people that can't stand what he stands for because he's a conservative in the state of California. California is right now getting a lot of people that are going to be running. If the politics in California and New York changes, there's no way that's going to be right. happening to Florida. Right. But if California and New York stay like this for another decade, he's absolutely right. Florida will be the next Wall Street. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I actually went down and did an episode for Value and Economics at, at an event called ROI Miami. And the, the whole theme was, is Miami becoming the next Wall Silicon Street, Valley? Yeah, yeah. And basically all these tech entrepreneurs, Wall Street types, Silicon Valley types, investors were, you know, coming to South Florida as their new haven to get away from what was going on in California. It's ironic because there's another story here about the global venture funding yeah, and basically saying, yeah. you know what the next Silicon Valley is? Silicon Valley. It's basically saying, sorry, Austin, sorry, Miami, but funding for companies in the Bay Area jumped 93% in 2020, which gave Silicon Valley its second consecutive $20 billion quarter. It's still by far the largest tech hub. So 10 years from now, maybe, but right now Silicon Valley is still Silicon Valley.
0: All right, so let's talk about the last story here. We'll wrap up. I really want to touch that Djokovic story, but Kai, but you know, to touch that story, we're not gonna, t- listen. I want we to touch have it the so bad. Of who the best I want to touch is. it so bad. You have no idea. I'm just going to give the Business Insider title. Is all I'm going to say. This is all I'm going to. I do. don't know, Pat. I'm not reading. It's a Business Insider, which is a left-leaning newspaper mm-hmm. website. No. They're left-leaning. Oh, oh, please, of they are. no, no, time out. They're left-leaning. Not not business Insider. Novak. No, no. Insider. Novak. Left. Djokovic Left. says he might refuse to be vaccinated against the coronavirus because the world number one is opposed to vaccinations that's the title of the business insider story if you haven't read it i suggest you go read it having said that let's skip the story to the next story (laughs) let's talk about what our friend adam's best friend donald trump had to say about facebook and twitter Mm -hmm. he recently decided to sue those guys this is a reuters story trump sues facebook twitter and google claiming censorship former u.s president donald trump on wednesday filed a lawsuit against those guys as well as their chief executives alleging their unlawfully silenced conservative viewpoints a lawsuit filed in the u.s Court of Miami alleged the California-based social media platform violated the right to freedom of speech guaranteed by the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Trump is seeking class action status for the lawsuit, meaning the world they, he would represent the interests of other users of Twitter, Facebook, Google, YouTube, who alleged they have been unfairly silenced. He filed three lawsuits making similar allegations, one against Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, one against Twitter, Jack Dorsey, and one against Google, Sundar. Uh, uh, Sundar. Okay, thoughts mm-hmm. on this lawsuit i'm gonna shock you let's hear it but
1: actually i'm good with this i hope he i'm
0: glad you are
1: yeah i mean because so we talked meaning about this before you
0: support this
1: meaning if there's anything that i'm not a fan of yeah. is the big tech overreach that's happening in this country right yeah. now conservative voices they're they're you know running off to platforms like parlor and other platforms that are happening right now i'd like to see where this goes you know at the same time you know these private companies are going to be able to say look we can ha- we could do what we want I know Trump has not been a fan of Section 230, either Is Biden. Section 230 is the thing that's big up for debate. Uh, But I'd like to see where this goes from here. However, here's my prediction. I know you talked about you don't want Trump to run. You think he's going to run. I'm going to say I think Trump is 1000% running in 2024, but I actually do not think he has a chance unless he actually wins his lawsuit and can get on these platforms. Without Twitter, without Facebook, without YouTube, without all that stuff. He doesn't have a
2: chance. Way too early to say he doesn't have a chance. There's so many things that can change in this country. Um, My biggest takeaway from this is how he claims that Facebook was in cahoots, essentially, with the Centers for Disease Control and Fauci. And to advance only the narrative that the defendants and Dr. Fauci subscribe to. I think you mean Fauci. Yeah, Fauci. (laughs) By the way, he's 80 years old, by the way, and the highest paid government employee. Um, So there you go. I want to watch that because... Now, what are you hearing? All you're hearing about is the Delta variant. Mm. Yesterday, we already mentioned about the mask going back on the kids. I'm worried about where things are going with COVID because they've used it in the past. They're going to weaponize it again, and I'm scared. What do you think, Pat? Uh,
0: I think, you know, Trump has sued 1,900 people prior to him running for president. He's used to being litigious and suing people. What that means out of his 1,900 lawsuits, like is he going to win or make any kind of a head wave? I don't know. I don't know if anything's going to take place over there. There's too many people that would love for him to not have uh, the freedom to voice his opinion on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and those people are on the left. Now, somehow, some way, I will give you timing, and I'll give you a prediction here. You ready? I'm gonna give you the craziest prediction here, and I think I'm gonna be right. When did Pfizer announce that their vaccine is ready.
2: It's like right after the election. Two days after the election.
0: You know when Trump's gonna be free to have Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube back? A day after election. Midterms? Not Uh, midterms. 2024, he will be back on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube Mm -hmm. in December of 2024. That is my prediction and I'm sticking to it. And the people of power, no timing, they've done a great job with it strategically, manipulative, dark, dirty, but they're gonna play that card and they're gonna say yes, let's drag out Mm -hmm. this lawsuit Mr. Trump, you won but December 2024. And uh-huh. by that time, you're 78, which means uh-huh. for you to run at 82. Will uh-huh. not happen. That means we will never get a second term with the president. You don't Trump.
1: think that they're cunning and conniving to not do something I think like they're your that,
0: your friends. They're, you? they're, they're, they're... Of course. So that's my prediction. Anyways, folks, we are yes. back again this Thursday uh, podcast. If Thanks. you enjoy the podcast, give us a sub. We are, again, 33,000 subs. So if you enjoyed today, put a mm-hmm. thumbs up. And thanks to Ronaldo and David for their perspective yes. on Cuba. Hopefully a lot of progress will be happening there. Stay
1: tuned to Thursday because you said you have a big announcement coming Friday. Friday, be, Friday. The, okay. the, this okay. announcement's
0: gonna be made and it'll be it'll be a topic okay. of discussion. We'll okay. be talking about this okay. a lot. We're
1: all excited to hear what you're I this cannot
0: announcement. it's gonna cost me a lot of money, but I'm willing yeah. to put my money where my mouth is because I put my uh because I think this is something that's necessary for America all right. all today. Right. Great
1: show today, guys. Yes, fantastic. Right. Really enjoyed nice it. Job. Thanks all everybody. Right. Take thanks,
0: care. Everybody bye bye. People-